Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's going on, Gorehounds? Welcome to the Goremore Podcast. I'm your not so mean fluff mess supreme, Big Johnny B. Back in the saddle. Sorry, I had to take a little hiatus, but I was on a family vacation. But I'm back and happy to be here. But of course, I'm not here alone. For with me, as always, are my beloved horror homies. Started off with that Chad Daddy. That Dark Lord of Knowledge, Mr. Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? We have the Killing Machine, the Meat Mountain, Mr. Bobby Amone. Hi, people. And the Duke of the Dead, Lord Scubacaro, the host with the ghost, Mr. Steve Vasquez. What's up, baby? Today is April 10th, 2023, and well, we're continuing our potentially year-long tradition of tackling the Friday 13th series. And yeah, today, we are tackling none other than Friday 13th Part 4, the not-so-final chapter. <laughs> but before we discuss this fantastic film, we're going to talk about what the fuck we did in the past week. So, Steve, if you could. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your... Slice of Life! Beautiful. Thank you, mm-hmm. buddy. That was... Uh, I felt that in my nuts. Ooh, wow, deep. Chad Daddy, how the hell have you been, brother? Not too bad. Unfortunately, I also wasn't here last week because of technical difficulties. Uh, Last Saturday, we had a real bad windstorm whip through our area, and we were without power for a full 24 hours. So that affected everything else, and they had to work on our line. So I didn't have internet for a good four hours or so on Monday night, which included, of course, the majority excuse me, the majority of this broadcast, and we didn't get uh, the internet back until like 9 o'clock that night, so I had no hope of being on here. But I did follow along as best as I could. You know, I tried watching on my phone, but we don't have the greatest phone signal here. But these two guys, you know, you guys did an amazing job without us. Well, I'm very think, proud of you. So yeah. Round of applause yeah. for you guys. Yeah. You guys did great. Woo. And I tried to uh, join in on the chat whenever I could. But uh, like I said, you know, I got to see the majority of it. You guys did great. Um, aside from that, not much. I Oh, I did last week. For the first time, watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, nice. And I fucking loved it. Phoebe Cates. Fun movie, dude. Oh. I, I tell you what, you know, Phoebe Cates, but I I kind of like Jennifer Jason Lee a little better. Understandable. Okay, That's fair. Okay. That's fair. That's very she, fair. She was, she was really cute. But uh, yeah, and it, I laughed my ass off. And I knew I had a feeling I was going to love it as soon as it started and it opened up in a fucking mall. <laughs> like this is probably the most 80s movie i've ever seen and i loved it every second of it so that's definitely going to be up there in my regular rotation oh uh, nice yeah that's yeah. a trippy yeah um you know aside from that you know easter was yesterday the kids had a good easter you know they got their easter baskets from the easter bunny and then we went to my uh wife's grandmother's for easter dinner and there's always a nice gathering there so we had a really good time with her family you know a lot of laughs were shared had a had a pretty decent time um good Aside from that, not much has been going on. Started playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is Ooh. fun as shit. And dude, I was really getting into it. And then they brought the fucking narrator on to narrate 
And I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> like the old school narrator, everything. It has the old, I don't know why I never tried that one. I just, I read the reviews and they were kind of a mixed bag. So I'm glad I didn't go listen to the reviews and I tried it. And I'm really it. You know what it was, dude? I think like, it, like I still wasn't even like tired of Fighter Z by any means. So when that came out, I was like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> this is a very simplified fighting engine. So it's, it's easy to get into. Word, word. Is it a fighter or more of an action game, would you say? Like, like an actual like story? It's a good combination of both, actually. Yeah. So more like Budokai 3, probably? Mm, Not Tankaichi, but like OG Budokai. I'd have to go back and replay that. It's been a really long time since I played it. Because that. that's where it kind of went like a little open world, but it had way more of a evolved <laughs> story to it. And shit. I mean, this is this is open world. So, yeah, it, I'd yeah. say it's probably like that. It's, it's really fun. So nice. if you haven't yet, give it a try. Fuck yeah, dude. But aside from that, not much else has been going on. Um, Bobby, how about you, buddy? Uh, what did I do? So this weekend, I basically spent time with family and my girlfriend. Uh, Friday night, I made her and uh, my whole family dinner. Uh, Saturday, we went and visited my grandma a little bit. And then we went to uh, the mall in Livingston. And they had a big, there's a big collectible store there. And um, I spent a lot of money in my head. But I did not mm-hmm. physically spend the money because, um, well, you know, it's just not the right time. That's fair. I would have walked away spending about a thousand dollars if I had the money. But that's 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 not happening. So, and then that that's it. We chilled out for the night, me and her, and then she, uh, we had Easter at my house, so we had family here. Uh, my girlfriend was here for majority of the day, and we all hung out, talking, laughing, farting, having a good time like normal. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Had to throw that in there. And we had a feast. We had chicken parm. We had sausage. We had meatballs. We had spaghetti. We had two hams, nice. uh, noodles, uh, macaroni salad. Uh, and then we had a, a t- Italian cream cake for bre- or breakfast, <laughs> uh, dessert. Mm. Uh, I have rump. no idea what that is. No. You guys say, tell me what Italian cream cake is, because like, is it like a Boston cream? But I know what an oh, Italian no. cream pie is. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> no, it's it's basically how the cream is made. I forget how my aunt does it, but it's so like it's like it's thick and creamy. But oh my god, <laughs> she said, "See what I did there." Thank you. Is John. it a vanilla? <laughs> is it uh, what, what kind of? What's the cake? The cake is like a mix of. Cake? Be super fat. I just need no, to no, no, no. It's okay. So, it's, <laughs> so no, it's like a mixture of like. Want to know. No, it's a mixture of like, of like legit cake and mixed nuts. That's it's literally made together, and it blends so well with Jordan. Fucking, Jordan like, Harvey, buddy. Um, cream, so good. What's up, Jordan? It's yeah. We the four of us would polish it off and. <laughs> We'd Sounds delicious, dude. Italian cream real fast. Fucking A, dude. Dude, I got a tiramisu at Sam's Club on Friday, and it's almost gone already, so. Damn. Tiramisu is, when it's done right, yeah, can't go wrong. And then um, that was it. Chilled out. Uh, watched this wonderful movie that we're going to talk about. See, it's on my shirt. Oh, wrong four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Take the shirt off. Yeah, take it off. And the pants. Yeah. And the pants. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it all is true. <laughs> but uh, that's that's about all I did. So um, what did you do, Mr. Steven? Well, let's see. What did I do? Well, okay. So I'm going to start off by saying the other day I went to bed and I was like, you know what? I think I'm done doing my podcast. 
somewhat supernatural. I was like, I, I just really don't have any motivation for it. I wake up the next day to a pretty awesome fucking message in the chat with TJ saying that my podcast was charting in Japan. So it gave me like this whole new and like lit the fire under my ass again. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do an episode of Somewhat Supernatural. So I threw out an episode again, just, you know, just because I'm like, wow, that's really cool. I never thought that my little podcast would even fucking make it to the charts. There's hundreds of thousands of fucking supernatural podcasts out there. So it was really cool to know that, you know, that it was charting in Japan. Granted, it was at what was it like 208 or some shit, but hey, it was still on there. So it's still charting. Yeah. So still cool. Yeah. So I did an episode of Someone Supernatural. Um, had Ben from Recycled Corn and my buddy Joe from Dark Side Paranormal on there. And then I worked all weekend, didn't really do anything cool. Um, I did have a four day vacation or four day weekend, which was great. Um, and then yesterday, I just kind of I was supposed to get up super early to smoke a brisket. Never done it before, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up and do that. Nah. I did not do that because Cooper Steve took over on Saturday and was like, it's party time. Woo. <laughs> so then when Steven woke up at 12 o'clock on Sunday, I was like, well, there goes smoking that brisket at five o'clock in the morning. Um, but what I did was I ended up putting it on the pit for a little bit, letting it smoke for, you know, while I cooked all the other food that I made. Um, mm-hmm. And then what I did, I grabbed, because it was just a little little brisket. It wasn't a big one. I took, grabbed it, and I put it in my Instant Pot. Added a little bit of beef there broth in there. Set it for an hour. It was fucking perfect. Like, mm-hmm. the smoky flavor was, like, even more infused because of the pressure cooking. Like, it was just, it was cheating, but it still came out. It was cheating. Yes. Guys. No. Yes. So, uh, but I made, I just made a whole feast yesterday, man. I bought way too much damn food. I cooked way too much food for the five people that were here. Yeah. My grandma eats like a mouse. So I felt so bad when she was like, I just want a little bit of everything. And her plate was completely covered in food. <laughs> um, yeah. Last Yesterday was also the first year. And it kind of broke my heart. It was the first year that my kids did not get Easter baskets or do an Easter egg hunt because they're too big and they're too cool for that. No. So. What I did was I went and I bought them little tin containers and I bought them all a shirt that was something that they liked. So I got my son a Spider-Man shirt with a fucking a couple of like uh, Kinder eggs or whatever, threw them in there, got my daughter a Hellfire Club T-shirt from Stranger Things. And then the daughter-in-law, I got her a uh lilo and stitch shirt that has stitch on it that says i'm tired or not today or some shit like that nice because she's always in bed doing nothing so that's why i got her that shirt um and then i bought myself also a hellfire club shirt yeah there you go that's steve's meat by the way that is steve's meat mountain oh that's a lot of meat that is a lot of meat right there yeah and it came out really good like I, i i there's times when I barbecue and it doesn't come out that great. And then this time, like I cooked everything from the right. The only thing I did not cook was the beans. My grandma made beans. So I let her do that. But then when they got here, I added all my own shit to it just to make it a little bit more mine. So I added okay. some salted pork. I added some bacon to to the beans. And then this was the first time ever in my entire 41 years of being on this planet that I made the Mexican rice to perfection. 
it's either oh, nice. it's either always too mushy or there's still crunchy bits in it. I always fuck it up. And this is that was where the, you sear is that where you kind of like sear the rice first before you then yes, like add, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, you you fry the rice first, brown it up, and then you add everything else to it. But I always fuck it up no matter I want to try doing it. I've never tried it, dude. Bro, no matter how many times I've tried it, I always fuck it up. This time I just once it started boiling, I set it uh, I set it to low, walked away for 15 minutes, turned it off, didn't take the lid off for another 10 minutes opened it up and it was fucking perfection so i did good yesterday my grandma was like this is the best barbecue you've ever done so getting Aww. her getting her praise was like yeah and my daughter too was like dad this rice is amazing she never gives me compliments on food because she's just so used to me cooking all the time nice. so yeah so that was it and then we mel did her homework yesterday and while she was doing her homework i was watching this awesome movie um, I did watch it three times, three different ways. Damn. I love this movie so much. I, and I have it on, you know, different formats. So I was like, Ooh, I'm going to watch it this way. And then I'm going to watch it this way. And then, you know, two hours before the, we started the show, I'm going to watch it this way. So we'll talk about that when we say how we watch this film. That's it for me. Big Johnny D. Tell us about your amazing. What? Before I just, I just, I, I, something I forgot to mention. And this kind of makes me feel. A little sad because I'm getting old. In a little less than 48 hours, I will have a teenager. Oh, 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 oh Chloe is 13 in the, on the 12th. So happy early uh, birthday! Uh, Thanks. Yeah, it's all down here after this. This is this is the time where you become the enemy, no matter what you do. I already am. It, that's well. It gets a lot worse. It gets a lot worse. Just now, my daughter will be 18 in November, and just now. She's starting to come back to being my best friend as opposed to dad's the enemy. So there's going to be a gap there. And I'm telling you from parental experience, those of you that have daughters. Yeah, you guys, it the ages of 13 to about 17 suck ass. They do. And it's not every I mean, hell, it may just be my kid, but no, I've seen it's it gets. Growing uh, up, my sister the was enemy. A and so I can. Yeah, you're the enemy, regardless of what you do, regardless of what you say. Even if, even if you try to be motivational to them, they're oh, yeah. gonna fucking take it as you talking shit. You just gotta fucking deal with it, and they'll come back. Just know they uh, will. Dude, come just back. the other day, I offered to help her with her science homework because her science grade went down from like she used to get like straight A's, and now it's down to like a very high C. Yeah, and I'm like, if there's anything you need help with, you know, I, I know science, I. I love science. I can help you out. And I just get the death stare. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Samuel texts me. She's like, she knows I love to write. So she's like, I need an essay on this subject or I need a paragraph on this. She'll send me a screenshot and I text her what she should write. And I'm like, change it up. She wrote a fucking essay one time from a she's like, oh, I need to know about our family's history. So I sent her this long An essay on text. essays. Yeah. So I said, ah, nice. I sent her this. I sent her this long ass message about where my my great 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 grandparents came from, and like this really awesome story about you know my great great grandmother and how um, her family wanted her killed because she fell in love with one of the workers who was Hispanic, and that was a huge no no because she was white and the family came for money, so they were gonna fucking have both of them killed, and they ran from. Mississippi, I think it was, to Texas to hide from her family. So I wrote her this long. 
She turned in what I wrote word for fucking word and got an A plus on it. <laughs> and I was like, Samara, you weren't supposed to just copy and paste what I said. Like, I was just giving you like the history. She's like, nah, it was good. You got an A plus, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> you got an A plus. <laughs> Bro, you went way too hard on that, man. Like you had to give her like just little little tidbits. Yeah, you know, I just want paragraph. I just want to throw out that both Steve's and Mel's lives are like movies and my life is boring as fuck like steve's got this great family history she escaped iran you know i'm sitting here living in the middle of pennsylvania doing nothing it's all about how you look at it chad daddy i'm sure there's some cool shit there you just gotta dig i'd have to really dig it's hard to it's hard to dig up my family history though yeah and i'm all about his history like especially family history like I, i feel bad for my cousins when my grandma dies because they don't know shit about our family history I sit there and I listen to my grandma tell the stories. I can go to the cemetery where, you know, 90% of our family is buried and tell you exactly where everybody's tombstone is, you know, this and that, where this great uncle's buried or any anything having to do with that. Every little piece that she has in her china cabinet, every little knickknack that she has in there, I can tell you where this silver plate came from, who gave it to her, when, why she got it. Like, I can, I know all of this shit. My cousins don't know a goddamn thing. And they had, way longer time with her before you know before i was ever born and they didn't learn none of that shit but i love history i love finding out where i came from and what it took for the past generations to create this abomination you know what i mean like that's why when i did my ancestry i was blown away because i was like holy shit like you're telling me that all of the like the whole fucking bloodline started back at this point and now it's way the fuck over here with this like what the fuck like come on that's when you see the past avatars just looking back at you here like and they're, the they're fuck, just like bro. they're just looking at me like you are fucking weird <laughs> be proud to be weird <laughs> but, all right but all like right. i said i'm done John, tell us about your amazing time at disney all right i'll try to keep it short and sweet uh i was at disney from friday to friday and it was fantastic dude we still didn't even get we hit probably 95 percent of everything we wanted to hit uh there was a couple that we just missed out space mountain just couldn't get into just so many people um and i didn't get to try out test track either but i didn't get to do it bastard hey (laughs) (laughs) Hey. so but what i did do is uh i spent way too much money at fucking Galaxy's Edge. So, like, the first thing I'll show is this sweet little dude who I haven't personally named yet, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome. Say hello to <laughs> boy more. I fucking love it. Oh my God. It's All right. So, what's cool is uh, I'm assuming this might be the chopper thing. I actually bought, um, they have different module chips that'll give nice. them different personalities so this is the one i just was like ooh, i like orange and that's the head i wanted uh so yeah otherwise if you just take that out it's like normal <laughs> just like r like normal r2 sounds like but like very basic nice uh and then you could also buy different accessories or you can just get the normal panels like it just comes with so i bought blasters <laughs> it comes with jetpacks or you can get other accessories too like the little uh grapple hook and shit um yeah once oh, again way too much now. money and then 
I bought the backpack so you can like wear them around and you can like look at your backpack. Plus, it's a sweet backpack. Uh, and then right after that, I built this motherfucker here that weighs a nice solid 10 pounds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, so this is speaking the... of cunts, Joe's here, everyone. Hey, no, I'm kidding. Hey. I'm kidding, Joe. Love you, buddy. And Emily's with him, so it's up, Emily. Hey, it's, it's hello, okay hello. Not, okay. The full thirteen gallows crew. Hey, look at this. All right. Um, but yeah, so I went with order or uh, defense and protection, which I personally like the the flat. It, it feels very like royal to me, yeah, or something yeah. like this. Like this feels yeah, like this should regal. be. It looks very regal. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just like, all right, man, this would be like an Excalibur of lightsabers. Dude. It's very <laughs> old Republic. Yes. Yes. There you go. Um, and we're talking like old, old, like yeah, Revan like, era. Yes. Right. Hey, like I said, dude, this thing's heavy, but this one's the cool Savvy's one. Um, so I, of course, Kate got the Samuel L. Jackson color right off the bat. And then but because you can, I went up and picked out more fucking crystals. So I got a nice little handful here. And I've been playing with it like pretty much every day, at least twice a day. I like I, I like the video that you send us of you guys like building and activating your lightsaber. Yeah. It, it seemed like it was an equal mix of Sith and purple with a couple blues thrown in there. Bro, there was so everybody like most of the people in there went Sith style. One dude next to me went the uh, the net, the nature, whatever the fuck it is. And a couple people went the style I did. Nobody went the uh, order Dude. and protection like. Oh, Lance is here. Lance, oh, Lance. Yeah. Well, Hi, Lance. Well, well, well. Oh, Hi, boy. Lance. Welcome everybody. I was just talking about you two episodes ago. Uh, yeah, I was to say two episodes ago. Well, uh, I mean, I was talking to Lance the other day. I, uh, I got something coming from him. Shut folks. the hell up, Bobby. <laughs> and then. So besides building that, that was day one at Hollywood, dude. And on top of this, man, like I rode, rode every like big ride of each park that we try to get into because we got the fast pass. But there's always one premium ride, dude, that you actually got to pay a little bit extra on top of the fast pass for. So those like Rise of Resistance, um, the Avatar ride. Uh, what else was it? Uh, Guardians. Oh, my God. Guardians was fucking awesome. <laughs> um. Guardians was I did not know Guardians was a full roller coaster. It's an indoor roller coaster with like full immersive TVs all around, dude. And you're on your own little Guardians five minute fucking mini short, dude. That's awesome. Um, but anyways, going back to that. So the second night we went to Hollywood Studios, uh, I got a second lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the do we got so the daughter got three lightsabers the wife got two and i got two but i got steve throw it up there again oh, what's that hold on, hold on. oh the cunts sorry but uh yo man <laughs> i mean listen dude say what you i know my one buddy didn't like this thing i love this style because i feel like you don't even need the blade out for this to just be nasty no you, you don't got this club ass end here and then dude like this is a straight up jaw like you know what i mean dude like you get violent, but I am. Hey, whatever. <laughs> I'll accept it. Uh, I wonder how hard it'd be. Like if you flew, how hard it'd be to take those back through airport security. So Disney will, sh uh, has a whole, like they'll ship stuff for you. 
So anything, oh, anything? I, I have no, I probably not, but at least they give you the ability so you don't try to get it on the fucking plane. All you got to do is buy a big duffel bag like I did when I was. <laughs> That's what I was. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I yeah. up Steve's story. Actually, I was like, Steve just had to go to Burlington Coat Factory and get a cheap <laughs> Uh, well, okay. there's, Emily, there's lots of love for you. We love yes, you there guys. is love for love all, all you. Guys. It's just that yeah. Lance, he's barely on here. We had to say hi. Believe, yeah, but Emily's you. never on here. Emily's never. Well, yes, that's true. Here, Emily's never welcome, on here. Emily. Yes, welcome. Hello. But yes, yeah, okay. so I spent Hello way there. too much money, dude. That's fucking crystals. These fucking crystals are nineteen bucks a crystal. Holy Jesus shit! Christ. I thought they were that expensive. Bro. Holy shit! You don't care. So you dropped an extra hundred bucks just on so, the crystals. Here's the thing. You can uh, 3D print those. Settle down. Uh, <laughs> probably. I know. Actually, uh, a buddy, Bijan, actually says he might have a couple extra ones that he's going to look to see if he'll just send me. I was like, that's cool. Because I've seen these things on Etsy where you can actually, like, it's got a stand to hold your hill. and then But the stand will light up all the crystals on it. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I want that. Um. But no, man, it, it was fantastic. I don't want to go into any rides because it'll take too long, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but top three for sure. Rise of the Resistance, um, Avatar, and Guardians. Now, honorable mentions because they're always still favorites are Haunted House of Court or Haunted Mansion yeah. and Tower of Terror. But you know what I mean? Like, I had to count rides that I haven't ridden yet, so... And Jungle Cruise, because you love the dad jokes. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Jungle Cruise was such a fantastic start. And, like, I'm sure that's how all the people are set to do it. Because, like, they realize, man, Jungle Cruise is, like, from the fucking 60s. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's like, like, they have a real fucking safari, dude. You know what I mean? So, like, what the fuck is Jungle Cruise? So the fact that everything is just completely. So, like, case in point, like, you're going up. He's like, this is a once in a lifetime like blah 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 he's like you'll never see these ever again he's like just look at the amazement as you turn around and there's like another one he's like okay twice in a lifetime <laughs> this is and i'm like yes dude i fucking love this shit just stupid ass like just dumb humor um and the kid did it perfectly deadpan so like i was all for it um snow white mind train dude fantastic everybody's singing along the whole fucking way I finally got to do Pirates Caribbean. That was cool as shit. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It was uh, Disney sucks you in, dude. Like I said, you you could go in being like, I'm not gonna spend any money, and then like something's gonna pull you in. You're like, fuck, I'm gonna spend money. And it was Star Wars, dude. The st it's the Star Wars was like so insanely like just everything was perfectly it. You know what I mean? Like it's essentially their Hogwarts. I'm assuming for universal um i didn't see mando or um boba fett but i did run into stormtroopers a few times which is cool so and oh man they sold some fucking awesome helmets and shit of course they wouldn't fit my fat head because i definitely was gonna fucking leave <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's uh if you're gonna go make sure you at least bring an extra grand just for fucking not even food or anything just for fucking trinkets yeah dude the lightsabers there's lightsabers everywhere <laughs> it's ridiculous and then there's not even that dude i bought a fucking little stuffed chewbacca and a little stuffed porg my my daughter she got a little porg that sits with a little magnet pad on your shoulder so you could just go around with that all the fucking time <laughs> nice 
because it's also just like they sell the uh, little imp thing, like um, with Jabba the Hutt, where that oh, your shoulder. Oh, I you would want eat. that. That's what I was almost gonna get it for my brother in law, but I did it because I was just like, I don't know if he wants it or not. But I was like, I saw a dude walking around, he was like moving it, and I was just like, yes. Um, I ate a Ronton wrap. That was pretty good. The blue milk way better than the green milk. Yes, I do need to say that. Uh, green milk did not have a good taste to it, but the blue milk kind of was like a white Russian. And I didn't know I was really expected to be milk. It was 95. And I was like, I don't know if I want to drink milk. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm still going to get it. And I'm like, oh, it's an icy. I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking needed this, dude. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so that hit the spot. And then what the fuck else? Oh, so only in there, in that specific area, like the Dasani water bottles and the Coke bottles are specific to like that area. So all the Coke bottles look like grenades. So I <laughs> saved one of those too. So I was just like, that looks that's fucking cool. Nice. And it's of course a dollar fucking more and less soda. But you're like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> but enough about this bullshit. I'm ready to fucking talk slashers, campers, and final chapters. So, <laughs> so final chapters. Somewhat yeah, right. final chapters. Yeah, the not so you know what? It could be said it's the final chapter for this style of Jason. True. That's true. Yeah, you so, can say that. You know, it might still rain a little true. We can discuss that more. But we gotta break it down first and foremost. So we are discussing Friday 13, part four, the final chapter from 1984. Who wants to do plot rundown? Me. All right. Bobby, take it away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After the crystal, no, no, no I meant, I, meant I, I was kidding. Scuba. Oh, no, no, you suck. No, 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 go ahead. Take it, Bobby. Right, take right. it. After the Crystal Lake massacres, Jason is pronounced dead and taken to the hospital morgue, where he is mysteriously revived, allowing his diabolical killing spree to continue at the camp where the gruesome slaughtering began. But this time, in addition to terrified teenagers, he meets a young boy named Tommy Jarvis who has a special talent for horror masks makeup and leading leading up to a horrifying bloody battle that will keep you on the edge of your seat has diabolical jason finally met his match directed by joseph zito the prowler missing in action written by barney cohen killer party forever night produced by frank mancuso jr rowan and stigmata uh who wants to do starring we're gonna make john do starring this time okay yeah Cause you, you know missed what? the whole show last week. No man, where the <laughs> fuck was I Monday? What was that Monday? Monday I was. Were you still driving, know. or were you at Disney already? No, 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 no. He Sunday we hit. He was there. What the fuck did I hit Monday, dude? Monday we hit Animal Kingdom. Oh, Animal Kingdom, and I just went to Disney Springs. That's what I was doing Monday. So I was. Oh looking. shit, Emily. We'll, we'll talk go. about that. We'll Jason talk about not, that shit. He is not undead in this movie. No, he's not. He bleeds. According to the director, he is, but I did some we'll research. All right. Uh ba -ba -da -ba. I totally forgot what I was fucking doing. <laughs> You're doing your starring. I know. Sorry, I'm a fucking week off here. All right. Starring Ted White from Romancing the Stone, the Hidden, as Mr. Jason Voorhees himself. Corey Feldman, the Burbs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as Tommy Jarvis. Kimberly Beck, Roller Boogie, and Playroom as Trish Jarvis, who's fucking an idiot, and I can't wait to fucking cut her ass apart. <laughs> 
E. Eric Anderson missing in action and the Witches of Eastwick as Rob Dyer, Chris Burton Glover, The Doors, Hot Tub Time Machine, and The Guy Who Can't Fucking Dance for Shit as Ginny. <laughs> Alan Hayes as Paul, Barbara Howard, White Palace, Amityville, the, A New Generation as Sarah, Joan Freeman, Panic in Year Zero, The Reluct Reluctant Astronaut as Tracy Jarvis, Peter Barton, Hell Knight, Sunset Beach as Doug, Judy Aronson, Weird Science, American Ninja. Oh man, I haven't seen American Ninja. Yeah, it's been a long time. Fucking years, dude. <laughs> Great movie. As Samantha, Camila, and Carrie Moore, The Dark Side of the Moon and The Serpent of Death as Tina and Terry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> Madison, The Last American Virgin, and Mask, not The Mask, as Ted. Chad Daddy, take it away. Uh, music by Harry Manfredini, My Boyfriend's Back, The Anna Nicole Smith Story, Cinematography by Hal Fernandez, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, The Prowler, Children of the Corn, bleh. They Dude. are all bleh. Yeah. Honestly, I, like, besides the third one, and I don't know why I even kind of enjoyed the third one, but I for some reason do. I just wish I, the, the first one was as scary as I seem to remember it, because last time I tried watching it, I passed out. I don't know why everybody thought it was scary, dude. It's so boring. It's not. So continuing on, edited by Joel Goodman, The Abyss, and House Party 2. <laughs> what a combo, dude. I, I had to, this guy like, House Party, look like House Party 2. <laughs> Effects and makeup by... The man. <laughs> Effects of Makeup by Tom Savini, distributed by Paramount Pictures, runtime 91 midgets, rated R for mature audiences, budget of 2.2 mil, first a very lovely 33 mil. Wow. <laughs> Wowza. Yeah. Damn. Uh, but no, he is not. He, Jason is not undead here. Come on, people. I don't know. Okay. I, so, rewatch it again. Fact, I could argue the fact that he is. Look at, look, okay, so if he was not, in fact, dead, when they threw that sheet on him and they took him to the fucking morgue and they did all the, you know, because they're, they, they, they're going to do vitals checks on him to make sure he's fucking dead. They're not just going to fucking check, oh, he's dead, let's just cover him up with the sheet and take him to the fucking morgue. So, I don't know. I, I I always said he wasn't dead until the end of this one, but he's got I mean, the, the black fingernails he, that he took an axe into yeah. the fucking. He dome did take piece. a lot of damage in three, and he was hung. But, mean, well, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But here's the I, thing: yeah. he's a you know he's got that thick ass neck, so but, maybe it didn't but, it didn't kill him. I like I said, I've always thought he didn't die until the end of this movie and then when in part six is when we get the official undead Jason. Yes. Because but watching actually... it again three times in a row, I was like, well, I can see where people get that argument. And I know the director says now, oh, Jason is undead. But if that doesn't come across in your fucking movie, in the shit that you put out, I don't want to hear any after bullshit of you explaining shit. I mean, if, if that's not what I got from the premise of watching your film, he... Your your notes at the end of it when I've already seen it that it doesn't fly for me. Yeah, so just I'm because with you the director it. says it, he's undead doesn't mean he is. That's but why I don't. That's said, why, and I I love Adam Marcus and we'll get to that when we get to Jason goes to hell. But I still don't. I still don't say and or believe that Jason's a dead. 
Deadite because no, none of it I, holds up. He does not act like any type of Deadite we've seen before. I have a lot of points to prove that not a Deadite, but that it can be related to a Necronomicon because it's okay. not the only place it's from. So, but we'll save that for later. Emily just brought up what I was going to bring up, and the, like the dude was it Doug? That's like the hitchhiker or whatever. He even says like Jason. They said the body has gone from the morgue. You wouldn't be in the morgue if you weren't technically dead. So I'm going to say based off that, that motherfucker was stone cold. And he's, it Dude, was there's because... lots of stories of people waking up in the morgue. You no, can't I know. That's true. That's true. But I'm going the basis off of people who get horny in these movies is what brings Jason around or back to life. But and that's exactly what was happening is what's his name was trying to get his fucking dick wet in the morgue. And Jason fucking sensed that shit. And it was like, oh, I got to be up and at him at this shit. All right. Well, I'm going to go here now for a bit. Now, okay. Brody's right. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> Brody, you have the most sensible. First Brody's of all, let's, sensible. let's get something straight here because I'm going to go back to what Emily says. He was hung. That killed him. If it did, he wouldn't have gotten up afterwards and still done shit. For one. Two. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I like how people bring up the black fingernails. I'm like, they weren't black before this movie. They don't happen overnight. So I don't look at that as a decomposing thing. Like, that's purely they added makeup. So I redact that one, too. Three, if you're looking closely, when he's going into the ambulance, his fucking stomach rises as he's breathing. Yeah, but that could also just be shitty that's, fucking camera. Yeah, that's just, that's just editing. You can never go off based off breathing, because how many times have we seen a dead body where, <sighs> I mean, quadro. But yeah, but you also see you also see him moving in the morgue when they cut to the see you see his hands move because they're up here and you see the breath come out when they're putting him in the freezer. So he was alive the whole time he was getting wheeled into the place. See, Brody gets it, dude. That's what it is. It's the power of insertion that brings Jason back. Power of insertion. Um I don't know. I I separate part six that's full Frankenstein. Yeah, and and, you know that that for me has always been when we get the undead Jason. See, that's zombie Jason to me. Like that's yes, that's. that's, What is a zombie? Undead, you know. But there's different types of undeads besides the zombie. There is, there is. There's ghouls, there's vampires. So all in all, seeing we're in general discussion here, I'm gonna say like, out of all the ones we watched, dude, part four definitely brings it the fucking hardest. And I love it for oh, that yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, the kills are over the top. It's a full, like, perfect Friday 13th movie of, you know, you get some sex, killing. Uh, did we get. Yeah, we got some smoking and bud. Not like. It wasn't like directly, but obviously, like, Teddy was doing it. Yeah, no, it, yeah. Was, it was there, but not in your face. Could you. All right. You know what? Side note there. Teddy's, like, little whole, like, long porn espionage there, whatever the fuck he was going. A. Could you imagine watching porn like that back in the day, dude? Like, hold on, I want to fucking jerk off. Let me set up this fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you better be committed to jerking off to set up all that shit. Like, yeah, you have to be. Like, oh, bro, it's like, and how many reels did they have, man? Because like he had like three different ones, and he was watching that shit for fucking hours, dude. Yeah, he was. So, oh man, but no, this movie I mean, has you know stupid dancing. It has cool mask. Like, I like that we get the combination of dumb teenagers, but like a nice family. Yeah. Yeah. We get a good, like, middle ground with both. And we get a, the introduction to the character 
that has the only character that's ever been in multiple Friday the 13th movies other than Jason. Correct. Yeah. True. Yes, we do. And his mom. But <laughs> and a man speaking, yeah. This is right. Yeah. I don't count part three. That was a dream. You know, I just <laughs> I've seen this movie how many times now? And I just noticed something for the first time today is an awful lot of kills in this movie happen when Jason is either behind somebody or he's attacking them through something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like, okay, so let me give me the let me run down here. Okay, so of course I have my kill count here. Yeah, 14. Yeah. Yes, 14. Including seven Jason. and seven. Okay, so uh, Axel, the very first kill. Yep. The bone saw, he was from behind. Uh, the hitchhiker stabbed in the neck from behind. The Sam banana. stabbed from kill. underneath through the raft. Um, Paul shot from it. He was shot in the crotch of the spear gun. But Jason, oh, Jason was yeah. under the dock. So um, let's see, Terry. Um, we don't know how Mrs. Jarvis died, so we can't say. Um, yeah, I feel kind of gypped a little bit on that one, dude. Like, Tina was pulled. Tina was pulled through the second floor window. Uh, Ted yep. was Ted, Ted was stabbed in the back of the head through the screen. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Doug, his head was crashed through the shower door, and Sarah was axed through the front door. Uh, you're missing one. Wait, what about uh, fucking McFly, dude? Because he got the corkscrew, so he, he had to look screw. at Jason. But that wasn't he, threw- that, that didn't kill him. Well, I guess because yeah, because well, remember, like he turned that. around and then like I guess he, you could count that, yeah. But you're also missing like the nurse the who got stabbed one. with the um oh the, oh, nurse. the, the scissors. Nurse. So it's it's fifteen. No, no, no. she's still from behind. She's in there. She was bent over. Was she in there? She's one of the kills. But no, she. Oh, I, I, I didn't hear you say it at first. I was like, did you say? Oh, he didn't name. No, he didn't name. Didn't all name all of them. I just, I was just yeah. mentioning all the ones that somebody was killed. Oh, from oh okay, people. okay, gotcha. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Okay. I was like, I was like, wait, okay. It felt like you almost named almost. <laughs> but like I said, like an overwhelming majority are stat. There, like you, they either weren't facing Jason or he was. This is know, the one where school. where he became a more of a prowler. I would say he he's. This, yeah. you know, because of there were so many kills from behind, he was actually stalking a lot more than being this fucking massive beast that just comes swinging at you with the machete. Yeah, but now he's like bursting through fucking doors. Yeah. And he, all the, the, all the, and he the, didn't kill anyone with the machete in this one at all. He nope, got killed. Not at all. No. Yep. The but the, the be- the, my favorite scene of him is watching Ted White just come through that door <laughs> and he throws the fucking hammer and it just rage. Yeah. Right. right. Like, that is so beautiful. That is, oh, yeah, that's like the shot for sure. Um, So I got to say where I'm going to shit on this movie, and it's not in the movie itself. It's just, it's our main girl here, dude. Fucking uh, Corey Feldman's sister. Trish, yeah. She's an idiot. She's a terrible final girl, and she should have died. I don't give a shit. Because, first of all, when Doug was getting killed, which I don't know if, like, if he's horrible, man, his fucking like he's killing, killing me. me. He's, he's killing. killing me. Thanks for the exposition, Doug. We weren't sure what the fuck was going on because it's so fucking dark. We can't fucking see it. He's killing me. And then, and then the the final from far away. He's killing me. But she runs away and she's like, oh, and then runs back down to watch yeah. you more. And it's like. What the fuck are you doing, you bitch? Just not go. Not only that, she leaves her brother behind. By yes, she does. In their house. She's like, she. Doug's like, I'm gonna go. She's like, no, I'm. She's like, he's like, no, he's like, you be safe. She's like, I'm gonna come with you. But little bro, you stay by yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I need to go get some dick. 
And, and he, he was a big strapping man. He did not need no. her help whatsoever. No, no. I mean, he still got fucked regardless. But uh, and then on top of that, on top of that. So then she finally is like, I'm going to leave. And then what does she find at the front door? Oh, no. A body laying on the step. You know what I've done in plenty of times? Usually they're just drunk, passed out people. I step the over fuck them. over them and yeah. fucking keep on going. Why the fuck did she turn around? Because then when she comes back to the fucking house, she hurdles over her ass. No fucking problem then to come back in the fucking house. I was like, uh, yes, the- Lance is right. She did tell him to leave, but don't fucking abandon him. <clears throat> don't- well, no, she told him to leave after she came back when Rob got killed. So yeah, it was came- a little later on that he, she, she said she that, was but he dumb. is right. But like, no, man, like that whole time my wife and I were just going back. We're like, this bitch is so fucking stupid. Like, what? why did she need to run back to the thing like she thought she was going to help him like she couldn't help him in the first fucking place you know what i mean like i don't know but in the hurtling the body because like i get you know mcfly was like pinned up dude you can't really get through him Mm -hmm. till like jason just rips his ass down which is fucking awesome but (laughs) (sighs) that's kind of true it was 1982 at 12 he was a man it was 1984 was yeah not even just anyone was yeah Fucking a, but no, man. This movie is like you get hot twins, dude. You get fucking. This cool movie had making. a lot of titties. Yes, a it did. A lot of titties and a lot of ass. And I'm all you boys know that. Well, yeah. I love horror movies with titties in it, and this one, it did had, not. Just I felt. No. I, and you know, I, I, we're watching. You felt like Corey Feldman. Dude. Yes, and like, that's what I told yeah, Mel. Like, that's what oh. I told Mel. I was like, the first time I saw this movie, this scene right here that we're watching, that was me watching this movie. Like a little <laughs> yes. kid, like just yeah. in the bed, like, freaking out. You're like, I can't and believe just, I'm seeing that. She goes, "What do you mean as a kid? This is still you right now. Look at you." And I'm like, "I know. I love it so much. You're like I can't help it. I love titties. I love titties. <laughs> While I'm squeezing her titty, right? You're like I just need them." Oh man! It's also probably one of the most brutal Jasons in the franchise history. Indeed, man. Yeah. Like, Ted, this is where Ted, we still get kills on screen. Well, it's, like, it's Joe Gallo put it best when he said that Jason just woke up in the morgue, morgue nursing a head wound, so he is fucking pissed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really bad hang. I always love the fact that Joe Zito, Joe Zito said, "I need someone with experience," and Ted White didn't want to do it. And then he's like, all right, I'll do it. But if you watch the credits, it doesn't say who plays Jason. Then it's the only time it never says it. And yet he was a mountain of a man and he did it phenomenally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, he is a terrifying Jason in this movie. And I that's probably why this one is one of probably my number one favorite Friday the 13th. It switches back and forth between part six and, and this one. But but this one, it, it's just it's top tier for me. This one's I, brutal. Like it's brutal. Said, and that's like, what I love. Yeah. This is the scary Jason. Like I remember watching this. Shower, dude. Yes. Like, yeah. like, this one made me terrified of Jason because it was like, holy shit. Like, he's not dead. He's still alive. Granted, we saw him die in previous ones, but or die. He was just so fucking brutal in this one. And the way he moved, it was just it was a it was like a new ball game watching da- Jason on screen in this one. Sorry, I was reading the comments between uh, Same. Jordan and uh, Mask. I did not know that he was supposed to have a three movie deal. That'd be 
Yeah, it was, yeah, there was a and whole. But, I liked 09, but rewatching it, man, like I, it's so hard to watch it. It's like watching a soap opera. At times, yeah, yeah, a little bit. But the hardest part that takes me out is I'm like, because like it's what's his name from fucking Supernatural, dude? Because I feel yeah. like I'm watching a Supernatural episode. Carry I'm on like, way which was supposed to happen. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm not saying that it's nothing against his chops or anything like that, but it's like, dude, when you see Sean William Scott, it's like it's just different. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, stiffler no matter what he's in. Hey, yeah. look, stiffler, stiffler in Final Destination. Yeah, awesome. Exactly. Yeah, no, Carter, I, you dick. Uh, <laughs> I have, as I've, I've said it before, I have mixed feelings about the remake. Like Derek was great, yo, but man. at the same time, that's uh, he. I mean, he was great, but he couldn't save the movie. He was great. No, but, but you know what? You know, it was it was a great palate cleanser after the fucking shit Jason we got in Freddy versus Jason. It's all I'm. Ah! Oh yeah. Sorry, sorry, and I know you cosplay that Jason, but for that's me. The design for that in the movie, I love it when people cosplay it. But in the movie, it was they just—it was—it was horrible. He was—he was Franken Jason. Yeah, the, and the I'm director, fine with that. Dude, director had no idea what to do with him. I'm fine with that because I always thought, it was, uh, dude, part six. I was like, oh, that's literally Frankenstein coming to life right fucking there. So there you go. But he moves. Yeah, but he didn't boots. move like Frankenstein. It was the platform fucking boots for me, man. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I still did. I still loved it. I watched that movie the most in theaters. That's probably why. The soundtrack was awesome on that one, though. Fuck yes, right, it was. Like, it was fucking dope. You had so, like, not 09, Rob Zombie and all that. Like, 09, dude, like, it started so hard. Because I remember literally standing up and cheering when we finally got the title card. Yeah, because like, yeah, it started right off the bat, and then you get this that whole cold story. Open, wow. Yeah, that cold open was just fucking insane. You could have literally ended the movie there, and they're like, yep, that's all it was, was 20 minutes. I'm like, fucking <laughs> worth it, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking awesome. I didn't need any more. Can I get it gave me more, though. Tickets to each showing, please. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we got 2010's fucking pile dog of fucking that reboot. I'm not gonna talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other. See, that's what, like I compare those two, and so for the that Friday '09 already gets an extra boost. Yeah, just because I'm like, well, it's not fucking Nightmare 2010. So. <laughs> At least it tried way better. And I mean, come on, dude! Like the fucking weird farmer dude feeling up the fucking what the hell is it? Oh, the um, it's not a statue, but Jesus Christ, mannequin, Jesus fuck. Oh yeah, I can't remember her name, but Jordan, <laughs> I, I know you about know. that fucking part. Thanks. Now that's all I'm gonna be able to think about. Right? Yeah, what's the mannequin? Like, name? remember when you took my virginity? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> fucking. So, a, but dude. anyway, but no, this movie, man, like it. I'm gonna go with Steve. Like, it's definitely like top three for me for Jason. But yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's hard to argue when, I think, of, when I think of it for sure. Um, and you know, for everybody that gets pissed off, that were pissed at 09 because Jason ran, uh, he fucking ran in he, this he one. He runs in this, yeah. Like, he ran I, he runs in yeah, he ran in three too. Like, yeah, well, yeah, but people were over. Were, that was a, I heard a lot of people bitch. Oh, well, Jason doesn't run. You obviously never saw a fucking Friday Thirteenth flick because he sure as fuck ran in this one. No, you all, know what all, it was, dude. To seven. It, it's it was all, that, and there's it's just that it was like old school generalized assumption like there was always you always saw the hockey mask killer with a chainsaw but that never fucking never happened. happened nope no. you know what i mean i yeah. mean clark griswold sure yeah. but not actually <laughs> but not actually jason yeah you know what i mean but it's like everybody still like had that assumption 
or like that. You know what I mean? It's just or is it I, a Mandela effect? And it did happen. We just transformed. Well, I'm sure there's definitely been movies happened. at this point that have definitely done it by now for sure. Yeah, but at that point, no. Yeah, some knockoff did it, but Jason but I, never had a chainsaw. Uh, I will no. say this though, in terms of the running, I know he runs an 09, but the running here. I would be more scared because he's like fucking. That's a full fledged, like full force. Yeah, that's it's like a, a charging. Because like a charging yeah. rhino in this one. Like I, I said, know, man. Because Ted White was not a small man, and the fact that he moved like that made me go, "Yeah, I'm fucking scared." He's he's I, what six I, three, six four. He, something he like that? well, uh, when he was a lot younger, he was about six five. So, and he passed away uh, now last year. Yeah, he was a little small, but six five was his build height at the time of this. Hmm. Like. And he wasn't small, but he wasn't. Oh, he he uh, that I he had it. that fucking like big, but muscle, but could. Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. So you still say the run thing, and I still love the run in the '09, where just the run where he goes up and kicks the motherfucker in the face, dude. Yeah, that is a good. No, that, that is, is just so one. like startling every time. So are we are we doing the remake? We don't know. I think we keep talking about it. We're gonna have to. There's 12 movies. That's fine. All right. Um. So let's see. What else? We we mentioned the boobs, butts, death, gore, stupid Trish, um, stupid Trish. I mean, language. and that's that's kind of the formula for these fucking movies. Everything you just said is probably the pitch meeting for Friday the 13th films. You know what's which, funny is my wife even asked. She's like, "Is this the one with the trailer?" I'm like, "No, that's part six. We'll be there soon." <laughs> the fact that you know the name of the mannequin, Jordan. I See, I knew that. Jordan would know. I knew. <laughs> thank you, Jordan. Gene, yes, thank you, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. yeah, that was that was the formula of the movies, which uh, and we'll talk about when we get to the later one. But but keep going. I mean, like I said, it's kind of a final chapter. Obviously, we'll talk about it when we get to the next one because we you know don't have the Jason in there. But I would still argue that it's the final chapter of this style of Jason. You know what I mean? Like, it still works with that. It's not the final movie, for sure. No final chapter ever is a final chapter, dude. Anytime they do that, they just literally, like, they know they're going to do it again. It's just a matter of when. Yep. Like, I hope, like, Halloween takes a 10-year hiatus, personally. Uh, uh, Your your minimum is going to be 5. Your max will be 10. I just hope it ignores ends, because... Blech. I just say the whole trilogy, dude. Or no 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 don't don't even ignore it don't even ignore it I'm okay with what's his fuck face coming back there you go he's not Uh, dead or he back fuck that fuck that bring him back bring him back as the fuck as the killer I liked him I liked him I I that I will give I like the fact of the handing off you know the the passing of the torch to a new Michael because anybody could be Michael just like the next one that we're gonna watch of this proves that anybody could be jason fair but, yeah but then it also proves as to why it didn't work but they still should have introduced that character at least in the prior movie yeah yeah so we have been like they okay been, yeah now we know who this fucking they should have given it to given us given him to us in the 2018 so that we could have built like a good rapport with him and been like oh we like this guy and then he kills the kid accidentally in the second one and the third one is when everybody picks on him <laughs> so the third one's where he gets beaten up by the band nerds. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm totally down for them to bring back Roy. Dead Roy? Dead Roy. Yeah. Undead Roy. Fucking do that'd be, it. That'd be a hard one. <laughs> Considering but, that. Uh, 
fuck. So I started watching that one today too. And then I was like, I, I, I caught a major issue with it that I never caught before, but we'll just wait till next month to fucking I, talk about it. I have like 10 of them and I will rant very hard. If you're talking I about like the size it. difference between Roy and the Jason actor. Right? No, no, it's not even. Okay. So Roy goes and kills everybody except for the guy that actually killed his fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. I don't know, man. He just snapped. Well, isn't that guy also in jail? Yeah, but you know. Uh, I mean, Roy probably couldn't get to him, so he just that's, that's what I everyone mean. else. I don't know. That's why he's just putting road flares in mouths and shit. Yeah. Uh, fucking A, dude. We'll, we'll talk about no. that next month. That's yes. right. So back to part four, dude. Like, ah, man, we got so many good kills. This is going to be a hard one when we get down to our main questions for, like, breaking down and shit like that for sure. But before we do that, before we even get into behind the scenes, we still have another person that we got to hear from, and that is yes. our beloved Brody King. Let me pop him up here right now. Well, howdy, folks. It's your DKB here back for another episode of Gormore. This week, I'm here to talk to you about Friday the 13th Part 4. This film, absolute fucking doozy of a film. I always have fun with it. Uh, I probably really didn't even need to watch it like the most of you out there because I know it off by heart. But, you know, it's always good to go back for the 50th time and suss this fucking slasher gem out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, out of the first Fair. four films of the franchise, the original quadrility is definitely the best. Um, you know, definitely having meant to be the final Friday, it definitely makes everything else uh, throughout the whole entire film bigger and better uh, and succeeds. And it's very rare that uh, the fourth film of a franchise can do that. So what they're able to achieve with the director, I can't think of his fucking name. I do apologise. Uh, but he was able to accomplish so much with this film that works on so many fucking levels and... I'm going to break that down for you right, motherfucking, now. So I really enjoyed the characters in this, and I feel like um, the director took a lot of time and effort into trying to develop these characters for an audience in a way that they were fun and actually interesting. They weren't throwaway characters, um, because I really had a blast with these characters, whether they were fucking talking to one another, which was hilarious at times, or, you know, just doing stupid little things physically, I mean, like, I will call out Crispin Glover's little fucking maneuver dance, whatever you whatever you want to call it. It was just really interesting and funny as fuck. Oh, um, but yeah, when these characters get us the fuck out, I, I it's not that I felt bad for them, but I'm like I actually had my favourites, and I was sort of like, well, that's a bummer. They, even though I knew they were going to get fucking iced the fuck out because obviously it's a Friday the 13th film, but. Even at times, I was just sort of like, damn, I really wish I had it, like at least stayed a little bit longer throughout the process of the film um, and then getting killed earlier, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, um, Corey Feldman in this, I mean, he steals the show for me personally. I mean, he's just a fucking kid and he outshines everyone throughout the acting, I feel. Uh, there's even a little bit of realism in there when he's checking out the couple, getting naked and he's carrying on. That would be me. That would be me yeah, doing see? that in my fucking bed, jumping up and down on the bed, We're all getting the all same. excited and shit. He doesn't mean as a kid. Titty. He means him now. So, yeah, just like Steve um, said. Yeah. Right now. I, I, I find the acting in this was extremely well done. And like I said, Corey Feldman, man, like coming up against Jason, that's a fucking big thing. And I like how they, this was the start of uh, Tommy Jarvis and Jason's feud throughout the next uh, three films. So the tone of this film is pretty brutal. I mean, it's got some brutal fucking slash awesome kills throughout this. And then all thanks to Tom Savini jumping on board for the for this film. I mean, they really went 
Like, they really went hard with the violence in this film, which is fucking awesome, considering it was meant to be the final film. Um, I'm just glad Savini was back on board for this, because there's some awesome, brutal shit in here. I, I like how the lighting sort of plays out through each kill and makes it really, like, dark at times, and you're sort of only getting a glimpse of the main spot, what Jason really wants to focus on, uh, especially there's this one kill. Uh, he's like, got a hacksaw going through someone's neck, and you just sort of see the spotlight on the spine when he snaps and turns the head around. It's so fucking brutal. Even Crispin Glover's kill, which is probably my favourite in this film, he gets a corkscrew through the hand, he gets the fucking meat cleaver through the face. I mean, it's just brutal brutality, fate fucking-tality. It is fucking awesome, and I'll, I'm all for it. So the visual representation of this film throughout the cinematography was fucking awesome. I liked how they were able to capture the tension and what they needed in the slasher film. And it's definitely uh, the play off like the actors and Jason himself through that cat and mouse uh, exterior and interior shots. Uh, I think the lighting is probably what helps make this film the most. Uh, especially like I just said with the kills, it really knows how to focus on the kill shot, whether it's interior or exterior. And like I said, mainly due to the lighting because they really narrow in and focus on it. Um, yeah, it, it definitely feels more of a slasher film than most slasher films out there, especially the previous three. Um, yeah, they just really went fucking nuts for this film. They were really going out on the leg considering, yeah, it was meant to be the final Friday. I mean, they went hard as fuck. So Ted White comes in as Jason and absolutely nails the fucking role. Now, some of you might get offended by me saying this, but he never really had much competition prior to this film. The second and third film, it kind of felt to me that he was just sort of fucking around with people. But in this film, he's like a tour de force. He's a fucking powerhouse. And he's like, you motherfuckers have tried to kill me one too many fucking times. I am going to end every motherfucker that gets in my way tonight, and I will not stop. And that's what I loved about Ted White's performance. He was so physically demanding throughout the role. He's... Um, even the movement of Jason and how he's able to portray him, he really made it his own compared to the first two. Uh, and I don't really like comparing the first two. I mean, because each actor is obviously different. But in this film, he just he felt really intimidating. He felt fucking scary. And he felt like he was just overcome full of emotions to the point where he was like had this super strength about him. And when you see him get hold of some of Tom Savini's uh, practical effects and just play with it and manoeuvre it throughout the kill scenes, it's fucking brutal. It's awesome to see unfold. Ted White absolutely nailed it. I only wish we had got more of him. That's a story neither here nor there, later down the fucking track, whatever. But yeah, Ted White absolutely nailed the fucking role of Jason. So at the end of the day, this film is absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, if you have not seen it, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Uh, <laughs> you're not even a horror fan. And uh, don't ever fucking speak to me if you have not seen this film. Because I will judge the fuck out of you till the end of days. This film is definitely Fair up there. obviously one of the best slasher films of all fucking time. And potentially, if you ask anyone throughout the horror community, they'll say that Friday 4 is up there as... Yeah, definitely one of the fucking best of the franchise. So, anywho, um, I am going to give this a Gormore score of a 4.3. All right. Yeah, buddy. And this is your DKB signing out. And I hope you motherfuckers have a great evening. I look forward to hearing what you have to say, and I will catch you next week. So, cheers. Bye, Brody. Yeah. Thanks, Brody. We appreciate that, buddy. We love well, you. That was that was wonderful.
Lance, you can look at me all you want for that. I still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. Uh, I that probably was needed okay, to, you bastard. I don't know. Maybe. I probably needed to watch it more when it came out. I don't know. I still like Blade better. Anyways, so thank you, Brode. Uh, we got a 4.3 started off from the 11 inch K. Uh, yeah. I feel like we've discussed quite a bit. Chad Daddy, why don't you uh, open them curtains? And All right. I, will, I mean, of course, there's a lot to go through, so I'll hit the juicy bits as best as I can. I mean, we all know, of course, that the Strange Dance, which Jimbo performs the party, was contributed by Crispin Glover and was based mm-hmm. on the eccentric way he actually danced in clubs. And, of course, they originally were dancing. He was originally dancing to Back in Black by ACDC as the scene was filmed. Of course, when it came out, the edited version of Love is a Lie by Line was dubbed into the scene instead. Which, even still, that song being there, it still does not make sense with how the fuck he is dancing. No, but it fits better than Back in Black would have. Yes, yes it does. Fair enough. And another thing they they didn't mention in the notes here is that uh, Crispin Glover... We all know how eccentric he is. And I know there were times like they had to stop filming just so he could play with his toy submarines in the lake. What? Legit? Yes. What? That dude is fucking cracked. He is. He is. He's he's always. And Lance says that's how he dances to back in black. So, you know, that's fine. Video 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 shut up. Not true. Yeah. I just <laughs> toy submarines, huh? You know what? You know what we didn't talk about. You know what we could talk about it when the opening scene comes in, because okay, um, the last this is the last film in the series to pick up immediately where the previous film left off. Yeah, that is right. true. Like literally, like they even used the same set. Um, at fifty-eight years old at the time, Ted White's the oldest stuntman actor to portray Jason Voorhees, though he disliked being involved with the film. Ted White is considered by many fans to be one of the best Jasons. Yep. And he has said many times, he's like, you know, I was actually offered the next two after that, and I should have taken them. He was embarrassed to be in this, and he eventually did warm up to it. Why was he embarrassed? Did he ever say Well, I mean, he was a serious, he was a serious, he was with John Wayne for years. Like, he did serious shit before this. Mm -hmm. So for him, it's like, why the fuck am I doing? You kind of can't blame him in a way at the time. I sure I can, dude, because first of all, Westerns are dying out. You're in the 80s. Look at the what's popular and ride that fucking train while you can. That's just savvy business. It's, right there. it's a they, lot of the just, older, the older generation that was in this because Betsy Palmer hated being the first one. She only was in that because she wouldn't need a new car. True. Yeah. Horror at the time, yes, was getting big, but it was not. It was what still looking out. We all know. Usually it. harder. Usually horror is a jumping off point not a going and i hate i hate to say it it was probably still considered to be looked down upon until screen yes and no screen screen definitely brought it into the summer blockbuster which i would even say jaws was like horror light It, it started bringing it in with that you know what I mean? But yes, screen but, definitely but by, the way, but, by the way, by the way, since I brought this up in the chat, I got to mention it here since I just mentioned Scream. Just remember, all of the Scream movies only happened because Sydney's mom is a whore. Yep. 
Mrs. Prescott couldn't Fair. keep those legs closed. Yep. If she wouldn't have cheated on her husband, none of them would have happened. That filthy head. And she wasn't even... She was no, like somebody said, she was no Sharon Stone. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. on. the workout video Axel watches is aerobicized from 82. It stars Darcy DeMoss, who went on to have a role in Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. She was confused. supposed to be in part five, but she didn't want to do the nudity. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, we got, yeah. so we got Voorhees titties instead. Legitimately. They were ample. Yes, they were. Okay, so Joseph Zito previously directed The Prowler in 1981, but they wanted him to both write and direct part four. He said, I'm not a writer, to which they said, here's a contract paying you double to write and direct. And then he responded, yeah, I'm totally a writer. Zito used the extra extra money to hire Barney Cohen to somewhat secretly write the script. Their process entailed Zito taking nightly one-hour phone calls with Phil Scuderi to discuss the story and script for final chapter. The next day, Zito would meet Cohen and an apartment in New York to relay what notes and ideas Scuderi offered, which they would then turn into new script pages to be sent later that day to Scuderi in Boston to be discussed again over the phone that night. Dang. A lot of That's back a forth phone conversations. Process. That is a process. Mm-hmm. It sounds terrible. <laughs> the moment where Jason's hand moves in the morgue was done by Ted White after Joseph Zito had called cut on the scene. However, the camera was still rolling and caught this moment, and it was included in the film. Aha! Okay. Okay. Nice. Fuck it. Yeah, right? If it works. That's right. In one scene, Rob talks to Trish about his sister, Sandra. Sandra was one of Jason's victims in part two. Mm -hmm. She was a double impalement. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Let's go, Steve. Where, uh, writer Barney Cohen originally wrote a scene involving Jason fondling Trish's breasts, but the producers vetoed it. Director Joseph Zito also disliked the scene because it made Jason seem too human and less menacing. The scene was excised from the script. Yeah, let's not uh, make guess yeah, Jason. Yeah, we, always, we, always, we already got rapey Jason. Yeah, we already got rapey Jason. Yeah. But yeah Nobody but... liked that. Nobody wanted that. So It didn't work in 3. It sure as hell wouldn't work in here. No. No. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Uh, so it's played for humor throughout final chapter that young Tommy Jarvis is suddenly surrounded by horny teenagers renting a cabin he can see into from his own house. However, the reality of the situation is that those actresses were indeed very or partially naked, and Corey Feldman was still young enough that Eric Anderson and Kimberly Beck took him trick-or-treating the first day of filming since it happened to be October 31st, 1983. So they shielded 12-year-old Feldman from most of the bad stuff using tricky editing when necessary. What they could not control was the power of a low-cut top sans bra underneath. According to Feldman, in the scene in which Judy Aronson's character bends over to greet Tommy's dog, unbeknownst to anyone but Feldman, he could see down her low-cut top. <laughs> He's still a 12-year-old boy. He's still going to try. Of course he is. Mean? Yep. As if none of us did. Huh? Absolutely. Fucking A, dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is the only film in the series to shoot new footage using sets and locations from a previous film. The beginning takes place in the set of Friday the 13th Part 3 before moving to a new location. Noise. Mm-hmm. Noise. Can we talk about the uh, contamination in that whole scene, too? Of just like cops bare fist and fucking the axe murder. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's put our no fingerprints all over them shits. Yeah, it was, it was the 80s. Nobody cared. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty yeah. obvious who was killing yeah. what, who with an axe anyway, so. Right. Fine. Fair. 
Camilla I mean, Moore that, said, "Go ahead." I was. I mean, that just means anybody could get away with murder in fucking eighty four Crystal Lake in yeah, a, right. in the eighties because they yeah, just blame it on Jason. Jason. Did it. <laughs> Jason. Did I it. mean, the next movie is never mind. Next, we'll hook in Crystal Lake. And, <laughs> oh, damn it! Jason was here. <laughs> Oh my uh, God! No, what just, happened? I should have put that in parentheses. Accidentally kill a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Why she rolled up in the carpet? Don't worry yep. about it. Jason's very thorough. Uh, Camilla Moore said the Crystal Lake Memories book she originally read for the role of Samantha, who ended up being played by Judy Aronson. She said it was a fun reading, but she was very nervous about the full nudity required for the role. wasn't sure she really wanted to do it. Then suddenly, the casting agent stopped her in the middle of the reading when they saw on her resume that she's had an identical twin sister, Carrie. They said if her sister agreed to join the film, they'd cast both of them. Camilla asked Carrie, who was excited about it, and agreed, but then they learned their new roles would involve full nudity from both of them. Camilla was hesitant about that, but Carrie, who Camilla said had always been more adventurous, said she had no problem at all with taking off her clothes, so Camilla agreed to do it too. Camilla admitted if her sister hadn't been there, there was no way she'd have been brave enough to strip naked and swim in front of the mostly male crew. Twins, Basil, twins. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that. Mm-hmm. Oh god, now I can see his fucking Austin Powers little checklist, Asian twins. What's better than a set of twitty set of titties? Twin titties. <laughs> Ted White refused it. to talk to the other actors during production because he thought socializing with them would diminish their fear of Jason. Fuck yeah. I he love that right. shit. I fucking right. love that. Like if I ever got cast to fucking play like a fucking murderer in a film, I wouldn't talk to nobody. I'd be sitting in the corner by myself. Somebody tried to talk to me, I would just get up and walk the fuck away. And then after filming was done, I'd go shake everybody's hands. Hmm. Right. Buy everybody pizza. <laughs> so Jason actor Ted White and special effects artist Tom Savini at work first were confrontational with one another, but once White found out Savini had experience with stunts, the two became friends. That That's all it took. Well, it was, yeah. Remember, yeah. Basically. I don't give a shit about your makeup that you've been doing for fucking 20 plus years. Like, oh, stunts? Cool. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Forget yeah. Dawn of the Dead. This did stunts. Okay, uh, uh, after Jason actor Ted White finished his scenes for this film, he immediately started work on Starman. While on set for the night's filming, a group of reporters were waiting to interview Jeff Bridges, but he was unavailable. Therefore, director John Carpenter told the reporters to talk to White about the film he had recently finished. After telling the reporters he just finished playing Jason in the latest Friday the 13th film, the next day's article was entirely about him, and that night, numerous Friday fans arrived at the set solely in order to see White. Nice. nice. And that's probably where his kind of started, like, this actually has a thing? Yeah. Uh, that's probably what started it. There you go. Rather than making masks, Tommy was originally going to have been an inventor. One of his projects was a device made from a microwave oven, which would have been what was used to kill Jason. Some of this is seen in the final product in a scene where he helps repair a car. So we originally were going to have a very different Tommy. Interesting. The whole... I still think, like, he cut his hair really fast for how fast, like, Oh, what no, was happening? That's what yeah. I thought too. I was like, man, like he went from like just like snipping it to like full on like almost bald at that point. Like, Damn. Especially Wait. when he's sitting there shaving and he still has a full head of hair. I'm like, yeah, dude, cut yeah. The fuck out of your head. Ow, right? I like in the hospital too, like they couldn't clean him up. 
Like when they got through the hospitalies, like, no, we're going to leave these little fucking ragtag things hanging out. But it, it never occurred to me until today why all of a sudden he looked like he was like a zombie, like he was wearing makeup. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, he, that, he does makeup in, a, in masks. Yeah. So he did. OK, <laughs> like it didn't yeah. it just didn't register till today for some stupid ass oh. reason. <laughs> OK, uh, according to Ted White, he and director Joseph Zito did not get along very well during filming. It's the story we've all heard. The friction was especially caustic after White demanded that Zito let the naked Judy Aronson get out of the freezing December lake between takes so she could warm up. She ended up getting hypothermia because of it. Zito finally relented after White refused to act until he did. He flat out said he was going to quit. Damn. Good man. Yeah. He's real stand-up. I say he might be a brute of a man, but if he sees something wrong, he was like, nope. Hell yeah. Okay, let's see what other juicy stuff do we have here. Juicy. Uh, Paramount was originally going to release the film in October of 84. After filming wrapped in January, Paramount studio head Frank Mancuso Sr. screened footage of the film, Too Much Enthusiasm. After a window opened up, the release date was changed to April upon confirmation from the director he could complete the film faster than planned. This led to Zito, Frank Mancuso Jr., and a crew of editors essentially remaining locked in a house in Malibu, editing around the clock in order to finish the film on time. This marked one of the only times that Paramount actively helped the production of the 13th film, as they were generally produced independently, with the studio only handling marketing and distribution. No shit. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. We worked Frank, their ass off to hit that deadline. I say, uh, Frank Mancuso Jr. has said before, he's like, generally, I just kind of step back and let them do their thing unless something needs to be talked about. Nice. Right on. Kimberly Beck is just 14 years younger than Joan Freeman, who plays her mother. She is also 15 years older than Corey Feldman, who plays her brother. Uh, Joan Freeman was also born on January 8th, while Kimberly Beck was born on January 9th. Oh, shit. I always thought Trish looked a little old. Yeah, she did look kind of old. So she was like, what, about 27? Yeah. Yeah, something around there. Hmm. Okay, Corey Feldman was legitimately terrified during the window shot. As per series tradition, Jason was played by yet another stuntman, the same Ted White, seasoned veteran of 40 years who doubled for Clark Gable and John Wayne. He did not like Feldman, calling him the meanest goddamn little kid he'd ever dealt with. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, he said really? that to him. That, that's partially director's fault. Uh, when it came time to film the famous scene near the end, when Jason reaches through a broken window to pull Tommy out of the house, White got to act out his frustration. They worked out the timing of when White would grab Feldman beforehand, but during filming, White waited a couple extra beats to the point that Feldman assumed the stunt had gone wrong. So just as he let his guard down, White grabbed him exactly as you see in the film, meaning Feldman's screams of horror were completely authentic. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. And I think we'll cut off with this one. In an attempt at method acting, Lawrence Monison decided that since his character Ted is stoned when he dies, he would try smoking pot for real in order to film <laughs> the scene. However, he found out that in his intoxicated state, it was too difficult to fully concentrate on filming. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> John's like, you fucking noob. Yeah. Don't even know. Bitch. Well, it was his first time, I guess. Pro I didn't I say it was it his first time, but... It was one of his first times. Maybe it was. Maybe. So that's meat and potatoes there. I'm sure, All right. I'm sure Steve dug up some stuff in his research. 
You guys uh, mad? Really, all I did was look up like the kill count and stuff just to see, you know, because I, I know I did message you guys that I think that's something that would be cool to start adding into our show. So there is a total of 14 kills in this flick, and it is right down the middle. Seven female kills, seven male kills. Like that I didn't notice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, seven and seven. So Jason is equal opportunity ass kicker. As he should be. I mean, yeah, dude, we get to see again of him like slicing a dude in a wheelchair for no reason from the second one. So, yeah, I still said something so inappropriate. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I will get us fucking canceled. No. It's all right. South Park does. I was going to say, yeah, we are not South Park. We are not South Park. It took South (laughs) Park 20 years. What if we animated ourselves for an episode and did that? Oh, no. God. Oh, my God. I would love if somebody could animate us as South Park characters. Yes, please. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. They killed Bobby. You, you fuckers. <laughs> Dude, I had to watch the fucking Easter episode yesterday. <laughs> I don't even watch South Park hardly anymore. But that's always one where me and my sister, it's tradition that one of us has to send the other one something from that episode. Usually it's when they're, like, singing the fucking praise to the uh, Peter Rabbit there. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh my it's, god, it's dude! If you were raised Catholic, you need to see this, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't I will seen have. it either. I need to watch it. What? I've never seen it. Oh, oh dude, my right, god! HBO. It's season eleven, and it's like one of the last episodes. It's called like Easter Spectacular. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god, dude! Like, all right, then I don't even want to say one of my favorite parts because if you need, go ahead and say it, it's fine. It's not gonna ruin it for me. So like the the. The whole thing is like they're trying Stan's trying to figure out the whole like connection between the Easter rabbit and Jesus rising from the thing. And he's like, is it what is he what is it? And it's like this whole like underground like <laughs> what it is is like actually Jesus made uh the Pope Peter, the first he was actually a rabbit. And there's this <laughs> huge underground like Da Vinci originally painted it like that, and then the church covered yeah. it up because the church doesn't <laughs> want a rabbit as pope. But Jesus made a rabbit because a rabbit is impartial, where men can be led astray and shit. And honestly, the way fucking South Park does it, you start thinking you're like, "Yeah, bro, is this literally fucking it? Like, is South Park really telling us the truth, and we're just like just supposed to accept it as fun?" And then like the craziest part is, dude. So like they like Jesus comes in to finally help him at the end. And they're like, oh, man, they're like, he's back. They're like, Jesus, didn't you die in Iraq? And he's like, yeah, that was the Santa episode, if you guys remember or not. Um, but then, like, so Phil O'Donohue ends up taking over the church as the pope because he says the pope is too soft because he's like, we need to kill him. He's like, all right, I'm pretty sure killing Jesus is not very Christian. <laughs> 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 so, like, they lock up Kyle and uh, Jesus, and they're like, Jesus, can't you do anything? He's like. I only have powers and death. He's like, Kyle, you're going to have to kill me. He's like, I can't kill you. And he's like, well, I can't commit suicide or else it's like, it's not thing. And he's like, it's the only way. And he's like, you cannot tell Eric Cartman. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesus is like, okay, Kyle. And by the way, happy Easter, Kyle. And he's like, Happy Easter, Jesus. And then he fucking stabs him in the throat. And Jesus is bleeding the fuck all over. It's the craziest fucking yes. episode, dude. But, like, you know, like, the church, like, prays, like, there's actually, they do this part with the fucking rabbit where it's, like, 
hippitus hoppitus deum homine. Like, it's this whole fucking, oh my God, dude. Like, because Randy's part of this whole, like, he's part of the secret society that yeah. keeps the secret, and it's the hair club for men. Um, <laughs> dude, it's such a good fucking episode. It's an annual Oh, the Go hair club it. for men. Love it. Go watch it. Dude, it's you know, so good. So little. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe you guys never seen that one. That's, oh, that's one of my favorite episodes. That it must is. Been like right after I stopped watching it. Season 11 for sure. Like, <laughs> find it and enjoy I, it. I still, the whole time, what you just said, you can never tell Eric Cartman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was just such a I need, fucking... I need to go back and figure out where I left off, where I stopped watching and start picking it up again. Because those fucking, like, when I played the games, I, it was the funniest shit. Dude, there's so much good shit. Like, I, pe- uh, I teetered off right after, um, PC principal found out he was a meme, and then like other all these people like meme android. Oh, <laughs> like, um, no, I was fucking weird. Uh, no, I love the episode where he says he the school paper, <laughs> and uh, he finds out who writes it, and he goes, "You gotta break his legs, PC principal." Yep, it's fucking Jimmy. <laughs> oh no! It's so good, dude. It's so see like those seasons are way more like coherent, dude. So it's like the full like this the whole season is just one long episode essentially at that point. Jesus. But that was a great sidebar. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that's, that's um, all right. So main questions, gentlemen. Format: What did we watch this on? Scream Factory Blu-ray. Screen Factory Blu-ray, regular DVD. Yeah. I Steve? watched it on Screen Factory Blu-ray. Then I streamed it on Stars. And then I busted out my VCR and watched it on VHS, baby. Ew. Why? Oh. Look, I wanted that old school feel. I don't care how I fucking. The grain, baby. Yeah, I, I wanted that grain. not go back to VHS, man. I love it. I just you can't. I just can't do it. You know, it's not for everything. But, like I said, I had already watched it in fucking beautiful fucking 4K. Oh. Or not 4K, Blu-ray. So, I, I, I had to. I had what to about watch VHS porn? I don't porn? have any VHS HS porn, but I would totally throw one in just to see what it was like. That's how I yes. watched most of my porn. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, I watched so much. A lot of that shit, dude. Porn. And they always came in the oversized cases. They yes, had they pictures did. of the, of pictures that had nothing to do with actually that movie. It was just like, wait a minute, what? But this isn't backdoor number three. Okay. This makes backdoor sluts nine. This big backdoor sluts nine. This makes backdoor sluts eight looks like backdoor sluts seven. <laughs> um, and I watched this shit on Voodoo because I have nice. it on there. So, douche of the film. Um, douche of the film. I'm gonna say oh, Teddy. Would- just because yeah, he's a little. Teddy. He's, I would say Teddy, but uh, the honorable mention to Trish for being a fucking moron at the end. Well, she's just an idiot. Like if we had idiot of the film, I would definitely say her. But we should throw that on Te- too. Teddy is a little bit of. Uh, he's Ted a was very pushy. douchey to Jimbo. He's, he's pushy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was also an asshole, and Jim got Jimbo got laid, and he didn't. Yeah, that's what you get for being a douche. Hey, who who else has been on a bed that's broken and then continued? Attaboys. <laughs> no, no, I'm I kidding. I actually haven't. I just want to be part of that. How about a leaking waterbed? I've never, never been on a waterbed. No. But kept going? Kept going. Yeah. I almost want to say man. I did, but. If not, I give a goal. Um, 
favorite kill, gentlemen? There's oh, a lot of good ones. All right. A lot of good ones. Okay. There's 14 to choose from, but my favorite, my hands down favorite is Jason's death. That is a good one. The slide down the fucking machete, like, that for me is the best kill in this fucking movie. Shit was pretty brutal. Mm. For me, I got to go with Jimbo with the meat cleaver to the face because you see that and Ooh. you immediately cringe. Yeah. Cool. On top of the added uh, like pain in of corkscrew into the hand, mm-hmm. which he didn't even scream when it happened. He's just like, he's in shock that it and happened. Then, I don't think I don't think he had time. The pain didn't have enough time to register. It's a. I'm not gonna lie. It's a tie between Axel. And uh, what's his name in the shower with the face bush for me, dude? Because yeah, like those two are fucking brutal as fuck. I might have to go shower just because, like, just you see how nasty his hand is, dude, and just black. Um, if I had to say, I I can't just pick one, so I have to, and I will be that person. It's ahead, shower. Bob. It's shower kill. Word. And I know we were busting balls on this kill, but the one where he says he's killing me. <laughs> because the like the you see Jason literally just going at him like it like it's like it's never gonna end. I would That's say that true. I wish it wasn't as dark in that scene though. Like I wish it was yeah. a little bit lighter so you could see a little bit more. Well, but. I like I liked that you saw Rob's face and you see Jason's back of his head with the strap, so you you obviously know who it is. I I, I liked it like that. Because and we know just, who it is, but we just, just want fucking you know. beating the shit out of him with that yeah, hammer too. It wasn't yeah, it no, was. no, it wasn't even a hammer. It was those garden fucking like a little garden hoe this big, and he was ripping into his body. Was I always thought it was a hammer because no, when he actually, throws when he throws Rob's body through the window, it has a hammer stuck in his head. Yes, but the other hammer that he had was the one Trish gave him. He put that in his head, but the other one was a garden hoe going hmm. at his body. He he used a, like two different things on him. Say it looked like he was just hitting with fucking pretty much everything at that point. Um, okay, so that leads us to best scene. Best scene. Uh, the chase. So, in other words, from the time he chases Trish to the other house and back. So, like the whole ending chase for sure for me. Hmm. And that is, I do like that. I'm trying to think, dude. I'm trying trying to narrow it down, too, because, I mean, there's a lot of kills, and then the lead-ups to the kills that were really good. So I'm going to say the whole morgue scene with Axel being kind of creeper-ish, and then Jason just popping up around nowhere. Yeah. Hmm. This is a toughie. I honestly, I think one of my best scenes, and it was a smaller one, but it was when Doug is camping and he sees Jason like fucking around in his tent and he goes and he sees like that Jason actually broke his gun and he realizes like how fucked this situation kind of is. Like, I know it's a small scene, but I really, I liked that because like that was just like he didn't attack him, but you know, like Jason's playing that game of like mm-hmm. setting up his defense essentially. So I'm going to have to go with that. <laughs> Steven? Uh, I would probably agree with Chad Daddy and say that the scene in the morgue only, you know, it, it's what sets up the whole catalyst for the rest of the film. 
Um, we get Jason coming back as, I mean, I guess he's either dead or he's not dead. We don't really have a solid answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, you know, him coming back and showing that he's still, you know, well, now even more of a monster than he was in the previous films. All right. Okay, that leads us to opening scene. Hook you in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally, yeah. Literally a continuation from three. Perfect. So what would you consider the opening scene? The whole intro with the uh, the, mon- the, no, the montage uh, or the... I would say more so of like once you get, like you actually see like the cops putting the bag in. So like, like... from after the, the credits roll and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah then yeah. I would, and I even like the montage at the beginning. Yeah, this montage didn't feel as like hampered as like the first two did because it wasn't the full like last ten minutes that we literally just watched. Right. So Thanks, Goobs. No problem. Okay. Everybody got an opening scene? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. All right. Most attractive character. Oh, Ju- Judy Aronson, for sh- for sure. I feel like that's the easy answer. And it's hard to disagree with that, but I am going to disagree with that because I always liked Sarah. Samantha's the one that swam out to the. Yeah, she was. I I love her. She's the. I I, mean, I just I I liked Sarah. I don't I don't know what it was. She's like she's like one skin tone away from being a sexy Latina. So that see see I'm kind of with Steve's on that point. That's that's what that's why yeah. She's the only one in the film that could pass. As a, as a Latina. So, I mean, and she's just, oh, she's always stuck out to me. Yeah. yeah. She's got that fire. That's why, dude. Yeah. Like, okay, so it's funny that you mentioned that because the reason she was in this movie, she was supposed to be in another movie before this, while this was filming, where she would have been playing a Latina character. But the producers were afraid that word get out that she was not Latina playing a Latina character, so there'd be a lot of backlash. So she didn't get that part, and she immediately took this part because it was the first thing that was offered to her after that. James oh, Cameron didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. Dude, I had no idea she wasn't uh, Latina until the last few years. Like, probably within the last past 10 years or so. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it took me a long time to realize it, that she was in Terminator 2 after the first, like, couple times I saw it. So, yeah, I can see that. Um, All right. You know, I'm going to have to agree with Steve. I think it's her for me. But... Rob the gets twins, runner up. Rob gets a runner up though. He was he was pretty sexy. He was a good looking man. I will he certainly was. say, very good looking man. But there's there's a lot of good looking women to pick from in this. I mean, I wasn't too big on the twins. I'd probably put them at the bottom of the list. I would not. I'd put it in their bo- I mean, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a scuba sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. Something about them just didn't do it for me. I'm double the, the pleasure, dude. double the fun. Yeah. I got super nuts, dude. I think they're cute. I'm good. But all right. Um did the score set the mood? Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But course. again, we're looking at a 90% recycled score. We didn't hit uh there was very few original cues in this movie, even which less is, than part three. Which is fine. Yeah. Hey man, if it works, it works, right? Don't fix and, it if it's broken. So part five is the next one is like he did the full school. Like, no, nothing was really rehashed. And I would say it's probably my favorite of his scores out of all of these. Okay. Uh, see, I, I mean, we've got a couple. I would say part six for me. Oh, part five is a lot better because 
part five, he uses these great musical cues that kind of kind of convey Tommy's, you know, mental illness, like his his whole his paranoia and his hallucinations. Like when you hear that, you hear the music going on and it's when you hear the score isolated. It, it, it works so much better. Word, word, word. The tangerine dude. Is could, you imagine, could you imagine? Could you imagine? If one of these fan films ever got Corey Feldman to come back as fucking Tommy Jarvis. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't Corey know. Corey Feldman now? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he would do it. He's, oh, he yeah, would so he, he fucking would. do it. He would so fucking do it. That'd be, that is not That'd be so J- cringe. Okay, but, the, okay but we have now. to have a scene that's like Jimbo dancing in this. But it's him dancing from when he was on Howard Stern back in the nineties. Oh you guys wow! See that video? Yes, I am. <laughs> when he's doing that fucking it. horrible rap. That poor dude. <laughs> that poor dude. Oh man. Um, best song. We only got the radio song. one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, which wasn't even the actual original song. So, fucking a. All right, we'll go with that one. Favorite character. Jason. Him, and then I would say uh, Rob. I was thinking Rob. Yeah, he just went out there to basically kill the person that killed his sister. Yeah. He was the most logical, too. And mm-hmm. then and then what happened? He's killing me! <laughs> oh. I liked... You know what? I also liked him because even he was questioning the Jarvises of just, like, bringing him into his ho- their house... <laughs> Oh, Willie, yeah, Willie. he was trying to hang yeah. out. Tommy was and way Trish. too quick to fucking want to hang out with. And this then, and then when he's up. then when he's trying to leave, and Trish is like, "We can come in the house and take a shower, or whatever." And if we're not home, Tommy used the front door open, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, okay, right." Like huge red flags. Like what the fuck is? Like, clearly, she needed well, some dick. She wanted yeah. his dick. Oh, yes. I mean, her, her and her mom were talking about. I couldn't remember which one. Who was saying who's horny? Was oh, the daughter said. No, the daughter said to the mom said thank you horny yeah okay that's what i thought i would have taken the mom dude okay. oh hell yeah uh, <laughs> she's a little bleached around the eyes i think she was a little hard in the sun but you know that's that, that can be changed um okay so that leads us to was it scary i would say yeah. yes i'm gonna this say one, yes this one actually, yes generally for me there are for me, there are three top scary ones. This is one of them. Okay, I can remember when this came out to theaters, and I would see the just the TV ads, and it scared me as a kid. Nice. Hell yeah. Okay. Does it hold up today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I would say absolutely. absolutely. A lot better than 3 does with its sweet 3D effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, 3. I love you too. Hey, I love three, but still, man, that is just some gimmicky shit. Alrighty, um, acting was pretty good. Not too bad. Yeah, no, everybody hit what they needed to. There were some parts that were kind of eh with Tommy's sister, but other than that, everything was was good. I I also would say I think there were still some scenes with Crispin that made me go. Yeah, but the I don't know scene, if that was just bad acting that was just, or that's that just, just him being Chris weird. Yeah. The yeah. scene, the scene where he's talking to the other dude and they're right there by the stairs and he's like, "That's what I wanted to talk to you about." Yeah, that, like that, that was yeah. kind of weird. Like that, that the acting in that was kind of like, 
What? Okay. Yeah. Dead fuck. All right. Um, did we like the cinematography? Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, because yes. the lighting in the in the basement when Rob was getting killed it was, was pretty horrible. dark. But well, there was another not. scene. There was another scene where Trish, I think it was, it was either when she was running from the house or running down into uh, where Rob was camped out that was lit just beautifully. So I don't know why we had such a difference in the lighting there. Just maybe they just wanted the dark basement or who knows. Might have been. Gonna get it. Maybe they just yeah. wanted to see, couldn't see Jason. Right. Um. Okay. Recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. I'm just going to rewind this shit for days. Rewind, rewind. all the time. Rewind it. Yeah, no doubt. We don't need Technic- a remake because we kind of got a remake. No, we no, we did get a remake of one, two, three, and four in one movie. Just yep. saying. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right, boys. Let's rate this bitch. Brody, start us off with a 4.3. So, Bob, go ahead. 4.5. 4.5 from Bob. Chad, Daddy? I'm going to agree. 4.5 for me. Five. Scuba, I'm giving it a 4.8. Oh, eight. I'll go with you boys with a 4.5. Very nice. Friday 13th, part four from 1984. The final chapter. Very deserving. All righty. Next episode, Chad Daddy, what are we doing? Next week, we are going to go have a seat in the chair for Dr. Giggles. Oh, I, I I've never seen this. Oh, I, I love Dr. Giggles. I also have never seen it. We are popping our Dr. Where Giggles can we watch it? Oh, and it's uh, on my birthday. Watch it. You can watch it. Um, I think it's on Prime and everything. Dr. Giggles. I just looked it up, too. Larry Drake. May you rest in peace. You can rent. You can rent it from anywhere: Voodoo, Amazon, Apple, Google. Meh. There's no 4K. Lame. Well, no, but there's a Blu-ray that they that uh, Screen Factory just did. All right. I almost nice. bought the Dentist 4K. Blech. Do <laughs> uh, not waste your money. Such a stupid, stupid fucking movie. All righty. So look for Doctor Giggles. Watch that shit. Get ready for next week. Gentlemen, nerd news. There was a lot of it. Yeah, so you you go for it. So, Star Wars. I say Scoobs. With I'll all the nerd it. news. So they released the next nine films. That Actually, hold on. Let me let me stop you right there. They did not, that that is not nine films. They were just showing you the timeline. They only announced three films. I thought those were films. No. No, just, oh, they're not. He's, no, he's no. right. It was just showing the timeline. Are you sure? Yeah. Because yes. in the TikTok that I saw, they showed the directors for the, and she said films. Nothing, so I read, nothing I read said anything about there being nine films. No, and everything I read said there'll be three films. And if you look at that timeline they had, it's like this goes to this, this goes to this, and this goes to this. Hmm. I would believe three films, nine films. We're gonna be burnt out by the so, film. But, okay, but if they then they, if they weren't films, why were they all named different things? When a lot of that's already be... been laid out, like the High Republic, that's in the uh, the comics and the books right now. I don't know. So is this just shit that they're incorporating that's from other stuff that they're bringing into the? Okay, for right yeah, because like made, when you yeah. when Steve said that picture, that's how I took it too. I'm like, oh wow, they're fucking coming out with nine whole more movies like holy shit because no. i took it as three of them would be 
that yeah Old Republic like, style three would be tied into the shows like they're, they wins. said they were going to do because they Little said wins. that the shit that Filoni's doing is coming to the big screen but only as one movie it's one movie that's going to wrap up everything that was laid forth in uh uh mandalorian book of boba fett ahsoka and um skeleton crew what's skeleton crew is that that's one that's no, coming that's... no okay interesting and then the new one yeah, so so movie. the only ones that they confirmed was that one then one that shows the very beginnings of the jedi order mm-hmm. and yes. the, the discover the force and then the sequel to the sequels with uh, daisy ridley set 15 years after rise of skywalker okay that one i did see that where she was reprising her role so I was like, which oh, i'm all cool. i'm all for there's there's yeah. so much hate right now on fucking facebook especially by this one guy that i don't even fucking know who he is or why i have him on my facebook as a friend for and what? he's uh, Just... towards daisy ridley reprising her why role today because why a lot of people because hate the sequels which is fine hey that's cool but they are that bad he's he's going on and it's literally like a post every day i'm like bro you don't like shut the fuck up like i'm sure he i mean i don't know if he's trolling or not because like i said i don't even know this guy um or why he's on my fucking facebook but uh, I just I I'm all for it. Like I'm I'm give me all the Star Wars. Like I said in my post, I give me fucking I want more Ray. I want more. I want yeah. Finn. I want yes, to see yes. Finn finally fucking be a goddamn Jedi like he was supposed to be. Yep. He needs retribution like that. Like, give it to me. Give me a fucking Jar Jar series. I don't give a fuck. I'm probably not going to watch it, but at least it's there if I want to watch it. I just want a fucking Lando series. That'd be cool. No. Now that I John, if, if John, you gotta watch Solo. I that is I, right now. I'm in. Uh, I'm doing Rogue One, so then Solo will be next after that. But I'm also, like I said, I'm trying to like watch some of the shows now and prep for all this new shit coming out too. So I'm like, okay. Well, you, you have watch, until August. You have until August to get through Clone Wars and Rebels. So because that's when Ahsoka will come out. Just because you're gonna, sh- uh, dude. The trailer when I when the trailer came out for Ahsoka. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch all of Clone Wars. I might just jump to Rebels. Just jump to Rebels. But Mm -hmm. my mind was just, I I was so happy that we're finally getting these characters on screen in live action. Like, word. These, I mean, it's such a great show. It was such a great animated series. And actually getting these characters in live action now, I just hope that they do the previous show justice in the in this but the way rebels ended i'm kind of like okay um that's gonna be hard to explain because rebels ended on kind of a cliffhanger okay so i don't want to ruin it for you well i know like the one big dude they're bringing him in it too i don't know what his name is like i can't remember but thrawn on yeah there you go see thrawn is the Thrawn, yeah, no, 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 not the big bad, movie. not the big bad, the guy from Rebels, who, uh, like that bigger dude, like he's uh, like the alien of the crew. Oh, the um, he was uh, in, he's in Mando. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, they okay. showed him in Mando. Yeah. Ah, uh, I haven't gotten. That. I'm still in the first season of that one too. So, um, well, that's good. I thought they were dropping nine fucking movies. I was like, God damn, dude, that seems like a lot. But three doesn't seem so bad. That seems much more tolerable. I well, would, if, like, they're if they're in different eras, if they're in different eras, 
I'm I want super old school, like pre fucking pre prequels. Knights of the Republic. Give it to me. I need Revan live action. God damn it. I feel like no matter what, if they made a movie with Revan, it just disappoint. I don't know, man. Knights of the Old Republic was just such a great story. I don't think. I don't know. But then you got to remember, too. You got to remember, too. How would you, as the director, knowing that this awesome storyline in a video game let you choose, what would you, how would you end it? Would you end it with Revan being a good guy? Or would you That's, end I've it I've always with... ended it with Revan being a good guy. I've always so, ended so it with have I. So have I. I could not. I played through it once and made him, you know, a bad guy. And it just broke my heart. It just broke my heart. So I'm not going to lie. Like the one game I did actually play and I would love to see them bring to the thing would be Force Unleashed. I don't think they would ever do that. I don't think they'd do it now. But. I mean, just Star as a one-off, dude, why not, though? Starkiller I mean, was, was a badass. Yeah, you was. didn't need to do Solo, did you? Like, But they did it. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's Rogue One true. was a one-off. Like, why not? Like, you just got a point. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. You could That way, you still have like you have another reason to bring back Vader in a little bit, just yeah. in the beginning. I mean, it'd be cool. I, I mean, I'd be all for it, because Starkiller was actually one of my favorite Fuck characters. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, and he even was Goku, Caliber Four, and he was fucking awesome. Even go give me fucking uh, uh, Shadows of the Empire. I've always wanted to see that on big screen with I Dash Rendar, and I loved. I that. didn't like Shadows of the Empire. I read the book, and I thought the book just fell short. The game was fun, but I hated the yeah. book. I like the book. I have it in my dresser. What? Interesting. Hey man, I'm just I'm for it, dude. I'm like I said, I'm ingesting it all in right now. So <laughs> noob, I don't give a shit, dude. At least I built one. He's got there. Wow. Like I said, like Damn. I said. Hold on. There like you I go. said, you're on the council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. <laughs> that was shit. right. That was no, no, right no, no. You got no, right no. You got to follow it up properly. Man, you got to say this is outrageous. <laughs> So, uh, oh, just so you boys know, I think it is here in a couple of weeks. They are showing the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. It will be in theaters. Yeah. So oh, nice. I, nice. I like the poster they have for it. Yeah. I've never seen any of the original trilogy in theaters. So, and I know it's going to be the fucking bullshit ass special, at edition. special edition, but I'm still going to go watch it just because I've always wanted to see it in theaters. So, Hell yeah, I've seen it in theaters twice, too. the original and the special edition, so I'm not going to waste my time with it. Fair enough. All righty. Well, gentlemen, is there anything else nerdy we want to discuss? Uh, uh, there's a few little bits here and there. Uh, Bobby, if you want to, go ahead and take it away. I got a couple little things from uh, Bloody Disgusting. Um, so, uh, one movie that is ne- getting a remake, uh, Faces of Death, is... Uh, already started filming this week um if people don't remember faces of death that's the movie that showed like all those really graphic deaths that were either real or unreal i don't i don't see how that's gonna fucking work i don't i don't i don't either i really don't considering that the original was you know they you know still banned in 46 countries it was still is like it's so i remember yeah, I, I remember watching it in a midnight movie theater like they had a midnight movie and this was the midnight movie. And I remember going to the theater and I was just freaked out because like, holy shit, I just saw people die. 
in real life on screen. This is fucking insane. And how was this going to work in the fucking like, I don't I I don't know, man. I I don't I mean, honestly, I don't think it's going to work. But I mean, am I still going to check it out because of the original? Yeah, but I don't. It's not going to be what that was. See, it, it's not on my radar. I'm not. You know, but it, it, I just, I just saw it now. Um, news that is not reported, but now we're a little over a week out from Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, it's buddy, coming. it's coming. I'm excited. And yeah. just in case anyone that missed Cocaine Bear in theaters, it yeah. hits Peacock on Friday. Dope. I fucking love that movie so much. Yeah, I I still have to watch it. It's fucking great. That's on my yep Friday morning. I'm watching that. Uh, Also, on the the sad note, um, Nightmare on Elm Street cinematographer Jacques Jacques, if I'm saying that right, uh, Heidkin has passed away at 72. Yeah. So he just passed away. I saw mixed post. It was uh, ALS and leukemia. Uh, Rest in peace. So. You know, it's unfortunate. Uh, let's see what else is. They just announced today here. that there is a Stranger Things animated series being made for Netflix. Yes, about Vecna, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think it's like the origin of Vecna or some shit. And mm. which I'm, I'm not sure how well that's going to work because we kind of got it touched on in the last season. So no. All right, it'll be uh, interesting. I'll watch it. Not too many other things here. I mean, they now have the Living with Chucky, the Screenbox documentary on Chucky, basically, the Chucky franchise and everything. So if you have Screenbox, go give that a check out. I do. Uh, and um, not really um, many Did other I things. Did I see Hasbro announce the Batman utility belt? Yeah. Yeah. That um, looks fucking So hideous. here's my thing, though. Is it going to be fluffy friendly? Yes. Like so we could be G- so we could be like Silent to, Bob style and all yes. it goes fly up to like, fly. it goes to like a size fifty something inch waist. Oh yeah, I'm in. That was my first thought too. I'm like, am I gonna is my fat ass gonna fit that? Can I be fluffy Batman? All right. Hell oh, yeah, dude. Uh w- one more a bit of bad news. Um, because I know we mentioned Jaws a little bit today. Uh, the Oscar-nominated cinematographer of the 1975 hit, Bill Butler, has also passed away on Wednesday at the age of 101 years old. Dang he would have been 100 and 102 that Friday. Mm. Damn. So, dude, just, just give it to him. For a good well. We'll just give yeah. it to him. He was close. We'll just give it to him. He was 102. But he, he did a lot of movies. He was... Um, Return of Count Yorga, Deathmaster, Rocky Two, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, Bates Motel, Stripes. He's had a long career. Nice. He had a long and very fruitful career. So rest in right. peace. Very long life, 102. Good God. That too. An age I'll never see. Right. I make it past 80. I'm doing good. Same. Uh, I know American Horror Story season twelve got announced. So if anybody's mm-hmm. still rocking with that shit, I haven't seen American Horror Story since the camp one. Oh, I didn't even uh, watch those, dude. I, the last I, one I watched was like Freaks or Freak Show, or whatever. I watched. Like. I've watched like one episode, and it was the first episode of Roanoke, and I thought this is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen. Roanoke was trash. That episode sucked ass. I Are still love the first season, dude. Like the first season, season was first great. season was great, fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, see, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else? I have yeah. nothing else. I got nothing. Nothing else at the moment. So yeah, lots of Star Wars shit coming your way. 
Oh, I got nerd news real quick. It's kind of personal nerd news, but I make my in-ring, in-ring yeah. wrestling debut this Saturday at an event. So, what's your what's your handle? My name is Lord Draven. Mm. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, so my character essentially is like you know, kind of kind of like me, but kind of not. He's like into the occult, and he can like uh, he has like basically split personality. So there'll be me talking shit like me. But when I show up to the ring to kick ass, I have this like fucking like all black. And then I have a skeleton mask persona that does go and does my bidding for me. But nobody knows that it's me under the mask doing the bidding for myself. So I get to uh, interfere in another uh, championship <clears throat> match and actually get in ring and pull off some fucking moves in the ring. So I'm oh, super shit. excited for that. Yeah nice so i'm just adding more notches to the weird shit that future generations of lord vasquez are gonna be like what the fuck was this dude into like <laughs> what the fuck i want That's my grand awesome. i want my grandkids to be like dude grandpa was out of his fucking mind this, like, what you got to do is you got to do so much weird shit that your descendants are gonna be like did this really happen or did it not yeah i want them to question yeah. but they're gonna be like no look here's this fucking video from you know 50 years ago of him doing this weird shit but but then you have to do the one really off the wall thing that it says like you loved my little pony so much and they try to find your collection <laughs> care bears were my thing man care bears yeah but they'll yeah. search for it it's the interesting factor I mean, oh i uh i okay yes that's right uh bill Skarsgård will also reportedly return as pennywise in welcome to dairy for hbo because i was very iffy if he didn't return as Pennywise, I didn't know if I was going to watch it or not. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize they announced that he was coming back. Yeah. And last the, I saw, he wasn't. And the other thing HBO announced, which I think is weird, is they're rebooting Harry Potter. the Harry Potter movies, but as a show. So each season will be a book. That's going to be... I am iffy about that as well. I think it's dumb because, because I think... Like you, a you already have the movies, and b do a different time period. Do a fucking Hogwarts Legacy's done. Cho choose a different time period. Well, I wanted give us that, dude. I wanted the cursed child brought onto the big screen. That, that I thought they are been, still doing that. I don't know. I, don't I haven't heard anything on it. I have not. See, heard to me, the cursed child it. isn't canon. It's, it's fan fiction because she didn't write it. Still good. It's so fan fiction that Harry Potter, even like as a nerd, named his kids like a nerd would name his kids. Yeah. But he did actually do that. <laughs> no, I know. But still, like, come on. See, see, I see. I love the Fantastic Beasts movies. I love those. And then we're I didn't get even first. past the first one. Honestly, I, I don't know. The first one was pretty boring. Them. So I hope I they pick up after them. that one. Hmm. I don't know. I just I don't see the need to reboot. Oh, there's a the need for money. Suit. It's money. That's all. That's, it is. Yeah, that's the, the need. only reason they're fucking doing it. People are not. I I just don't see it succeeding because people are. I just don't want them to make it like super woke. And, you know, I, I don't need a race swap on characters. Like, I don't. And, and that's what I guarantee you. Dude, that's what they're going to do. That's why I'm saying they're going to make go a whole different fucking time era. They're going to make like, Harry Mexican. They're going to make Hermione hey, Black. Cool. And they're going to make Ron gay. Guarantee it. Well, then how does Hermione? I, I don't fucking know. Don't, don't, don't know, ask. I'm just saying. Don't ask. No, I'm just saying because, that, because by the last book, Hermione will be transgender. Oh, shut up. No. Damn. No. Trans, whatever the fuck. 
I don't yeah, have one. Guardium live a fuck. Either way, I, I'm I really hope right now it's gonna it's gonna fail. It's gonna I, fail because the movies are too fresh. They're too popular. Yeah, dude. Like the movies, and they're they're not like it's not like it's they're, they're on constantly. Yeah, they were just on today. Yeah, they're fun movies. It's not like it's a Spider-Man where you're just rebooting Spider-Man to keep him young. You know what I mean? Like Harry no. Potter, like he grew older. That was the whole idea of it. So it's like, now are you going to find some other kid that you're just going to be like, well, you are the new Daniel Radcliffe for the next seven fucking years. Well, luck, here's bud. the thing. How is that going to work, though? Because there was such an age difference within the books and watching them on screen, watching the movies on screen. If you get a kid that is super young, you're going to have to change the actor by the third fucking season. Yeah. Unless they, I mean, I don't know, man. The only way it could work work is if they film it all consecutively. But these poor kids are going to be acting nonstop for seven years. That's how, and that's, I mean, exactly. You'd be the new Harry Potter kids literally all over again. And I'm with Chad Daddy, man. I just don't see it working. No. I'm not trying to be negative on it. I just don't think it's A, needed. And be no. like, like I said, dude, Wizarding World has such a crazy. Anybody that's played Legacy of Hogwarts, dude, the fucking story and the lore is rich as fuck, dude. You could do anything and everything with that. You don't need to do the specific Harry Potter years anymore. Like, for, I don't know. So I guess we'll see how that goes. If but. they're smart, what they want to do is go back in time and show the Marauders. You know, show yeah, James dude. and Remus and all of them when they were kids. Yeah, I, I want to see like the four or anything, dude. It doesn't have to be. Why does it have to be Hogwarts? There's all these other fucking like schools and shit, mm-hmm. dude. Let's go to a fucking different school yep. and fucking do some crazy adventure there, man. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, show like, the American, show the American version of Hogwarts and show them fighting American cryptids. Oh, Jesus oh that oh, that would be fucking oh. cool. Like and the, also, the pure nightmare fuel that is American cryptids. Speaking of American cryptids, so South American cryptid. Chupacabra got a movie yeah, on Chupacabra. Netflix. What? Yeah, so there's a it's a kids film and it's simply called Okay, so Chupacabra is literally translated to goat sucker. sucker. That's okay. <laughs> so uh, you you assume that the people that wrote this movie knew a little Spanish, okay? Okay. They just named the movie Chupa, which means suck. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So I haven't watched it yet, but if you want to watch Suck on Netflix, <laughs> it's on there. Maybe I do. And they made Maybe. the Chupacabra all like he's he looks like a giant fluffy cat with wings and made him all nice looking. What? Kaka. No. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Mm. Alrighty, boys. Anything else? Or should we? <laughs> no. I think we're good. We're at two. No, hours I think we're, we're two hours in, and right now I'm prairie dogging it. All right. Oh shit! Sure. All right. Well, we got to help. Bob and Chad Daddy out. Bob, start <laughs> us off. We're going to sign this shit out. This is your killing machine, Bobby Moan, saying join us next week for Dr. Giggles. <laughs> <laughs> this is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, your Chad Daddy, saying we'll see you next week, bitches. This is your host with the ghost, the prince of the paranormal, the duke of the dead, Lord Scoopacabra, saying join me this Thursday on an episode of Somewhat Supernatural as I discuss the Seventh Realm House in Victoria, Texas, where I will be investigating the following night. Mm. Nice. And I am your Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying adios, Gorehounds. Thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode. And remember to stay fresh, cheese bags. Troop of my dick. Troop of these nuts. <laughs> <laughs>